Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yo, how old is this orange juice? September 29th. What month is it? August. Is it old? <laughs> September 29th, it's August. I know, but like, what is the number day? It doesn't matter. We're not anywhere close to September 29th. But sometimes that's just when the store has to sell it by. It could still be good. It is good. <laughs> are you saying? <laughs> what are oh, you saying? Oh, my God. of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry our summer house and Vanderpump Rules edition join with me today it's one of the hosts of Beyond the Blinds Troy McKeady welcome to the stage <laughs> thank you for having me Kara how are you I'm stressed yeah stressed out it's been a lot. We were actually going to be talking about the uh, premiere of Vanderpump Rules. And really, the the universe works in mysterious ways because there's been a seismic shift since uh, yeah. we originally planned to record. So I think I, ultimately, this was for the best. I would have been so livid if that's all we ended up talking about. And then, <laughs> I, 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 like, that would have killed me. So, yeah, this worked out the way that it was supposed to. Yeah, I, I fully, fully agree. Um, let's let's start with Summer House as we usually do over here at Everyone's Business But Mine. We, you know, gotta get the uh, less important ones out of the way, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's get into that. Um, Danielle screaming into a, to a pillow right in front of Carl, and she's like really selling us. Carl, there's not an ounce within me that doesn't support you and Lindsay's relationship. And Carl's like, okay, well, great, that's nice to hear because I, you know, was feeling like. There was some issue with me and you, our past, our relationship from long ago. Danielle says in a confessional that she met Carl in 2015. They dated briefly. Didn't end well. But it's mm -hmm. laughable to think that she has feelings for Carl. Do you think she has feelings for Carl? No, I don't at all. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's like insane 
then it just kind of shows how vapid Carl can be that that's like what his thought was right because like you're ultimately her friend too so I just thought that was a little lame of him sorry whack of him it was super whack and he like he also I don't know it's like in my opinion she's more upset about the fact that like he has become this like grandpa like overnight like he's grandpa Simpson like (laughs) grandpa Simpson like putting his slippers on before bed and like making sure he has his watchful eye over Lindsay to make sure she's not being too crazy (laughs) yeah I I don't think I clearly there's a lot of elements to this situation a lot of reasons why Danielle is upset but I think so many things are just getting like lost in the shuffle I feel like I have haven't had a guy on I don't think so to talk about uh this dynamic so I'm interested to see like how you view this as not one of the girls you know what I mean I'm interested in this so Danielle says to Carl, like, I feel like you guys are cutting me out. And Carl says, well, I wish you didn't feel that way. I hope we can do things moving forward, just the four of us. To which she goes, why does it have to be a couple thing? Why can't we just hang out like the three amigos again? Like, I know you guys are doing the super re- serious relationship thing. I have a different relationship and I'm doing the startup thing with my job. There's a lot of pressure on me. I would love to have the closest people to me checking up on me. Lindsay absolutely being on the top of that list and like if we're going separate directions maybe we need to manage our expectations here um what are your feelings on Danielle in general well I think that Danielle is one of those it's a classic case we've all either been the Danielle or we've been had a friend like Danielle where she is the Gretchen to Lindsay's Regina George right Mm -hmm. like she very comfortably has always fit into the Gretchen role and then that thing happens with the Gretchen where all of a sudden you get upset because like it hits you over the head how little this person shows interest in you yeah it's always about them and the reason that your relationship works so well when they have like turmoil is because Lindsay's like a narcissist and it's like you know and it's easy for Danielle to make it about her because like mm-hmm. obviously it's like her comfort zone so I think she's in like a transitional phase where she like is not realizing this friendship just she's outgrown it yeah yeah I think they both have but in very different ways totally like Without Lindsay's outgrown it because she doesn't need Danielle to be her cheerleader anymore exactly she's Not happy so yeah she doesn't know how this girl fits into her life and she's genuinely happy or so she thinks yeah (laughs) yeah I feel like Lindsay's a very like when I get into a relationship maybe you'll see me as a girlfriend we'll go out to dinner if he's been you know and they always are like oh he had something else to do they always have to mention that (laughs) like they're always like oh I really want to hang out with you but when you get there they're like oh yeah Carl was like busy tonight Carl, yeah, oh, so fun. And I also feel like Carl and uh and Lindsay are the kind of people that you know those people that like it's like they're at an age where they think they should just fall into the like social norms of a old school relationship. Like Mm -hmm. we're we go to bed at eight. Like we're just supposed to. You know what I mean? Yes. And this is the thing that has been annoying me about them. As, well, one of one of the main things that has been annoying me is that like, yeah, I don't like when people are like, oh, we're so evolved now because we're a right. couple. 
now we go to Barry's boot camp in the morning and we're very structured and like this is us. <laughs> like, okay, we got Such it. Such an old married couple. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who was this for? Right. <laughs> As uh, Kyle's like in a thong bong like bonging beers in his asshole. It's like, do you think they care? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Um, so then Amanda and Gabby and Kyle are in the living room. They're kind of like overhearing all of this. And Amanda pretty much says it. Like, they're never going to have the same relationship now that Lindsay's taken. Like, I think their relationship before was whatever Lindsay wanted. And Danielle supported that. Now that Lindsay's over here in her relationship, Danielle's standing at the same place, wondering why things are still not the same as they used to be. Yeah. She's totally right. Um, but back to Carl and Danielle. Carl says, you know, we're together a lot. And like, I'm sure in some ways that's frustrating to you. And this is the other interesting thing to me is that Carl gets it. I think Carl on some level, when he's away from Lindsay, will be like, yeah, guys, I understand. Like, this is kind of a lot. I get it. Yeah. Like, we're together a lot. Like, I I see the ick in your face and I recognize it and I understand it. But like, I, I think he gets it more than he wants to say. I think so too and I honestly mm. just think I don't think he cares like mm. I think that Ky- like Carl is sort of in autopilot when it comes to the show and yeah. his friendships with these people like he comes and it's like yeah I'll, I'll I'll go outside and play horseshoes or whatever with you guys all back but like he doesn't really care like I feel like he's had like the losing his brother mm-hmm put into perspective like what's important to him and this is now just his like kind of gig like it's like his job that he goes and does in the summer absolutely and I also feel like he's still I'm sure figuring it out in his sobriety like figuring out every element of what his life looks like and Mm -hmm. how like now everything's the same but it's very different and i think that there's probably like a lot of like like i what is what is it all for like i just feel like he's probably unpacking everything you know one thousand percent and also like his relationship being like like how sober do i want this person to be and like how much do i really care about it or not care you know this is another thing when we'll get into that you know in just a minute (laughs) so yeah basically you know danielle's like i'm only a phone call or text away i don't understand like why our dynamic has to change my dynamic with Lindsay. and carl asked her so you don't really feel like Lindsay's dialed into your life and danielle says not at all so carl says well i just hope you guys can find ways where you're both getting what you want out of this because i know she wants that too but you know I, I don't know. She's like, I thought that maybe you were worried about me. Like, I think what he's trying to say is like, I was wondering if maybe another thing was you worried about my sobriety not being like completely solid. And maybe I would like pull some crazy shit. Mm. That part of it. And Danielle's like, no, 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 like not at all. Um. So then Carl says in a confessional, it's hard. I can be as hunky dory with Danielle as possible, but that's still not going to mend fences with Lindsay. And I'm just hoping that my positivity and support can help them come together. But like both of them need to work on that. Lindsay, did you hear that? <laughs> both of you. He said that. He said that. Uh, so yeah, Danielle says, I just want to be heard in my friendship. And Carl's like, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, he's being really fair to both of them, which is going to be a problem. Somebody's going to get activated over that. And I was right. 
it's like you think that you know Lindsay enough at this point that it's like you can't be neutral in any way, shape, or form. No, no. (laughs) And God bless, God bless (laughs) us for not knowing that because it really gave us one of the best scenes of the season. So. everybody else is like partying sam is out she's calling gabby who's still at the house like stop being stupid come out um to hampton social with us but like i don't know why sam was so intent on that because all we saw was her and Corey making out in various corners of that club which i will have to say breaking news breaking news i was um you know pretty pro sam and Corey in the past few weeks because i thought they brought like a certain energy to the show mm-hmm. however um shout out to countess countess and frenemies on twitter who found that um Corey's instagram um behavior is very transphobic very really? candace owens <gasps> very um yeah real weird weird leaning so i can't endorse that relationship any longer because no. fuck that <laughs> fuck that's that. like not what i was expecting to hear wow mm-hmm. yeah yep so he sucks um but yeah free yourself sam free yourself and let's also be true real here this man wants to be on camera okay oh my god i know he wants to be on tv so bad i know you know it's really difficult like with summer house when like new people show up like eight years into the show and like you can tell like people like him like he just wants to be famous so bad mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh god like well you'll we'll see if you last a, a, a third year sir hello like he's really acting like sir i know that you didn't just like you don't just like happen to have several weeks off to may- maybe be in new york or not you were like, oh, I'm going to take two weeks off of work for my CrossFit gym or dungeon or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm going to find the first blonde who's in that house and make her yeah. fall in love with me. And yes. that's exactly what he did. Exactly. And she fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. The minute I heard, like, I love that he makes me chase him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. it's like, like that he, like, doesn't give in to me. Like, he, like, makes me work. Like, here yeah. we go. Here we go. <laughs> I have dated dozens of guys like him in the past, and you know what? I'm gonna do it again. So <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I love that he's like mean to me. Like it's like being me play. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I found the the post by the way. Um, this is from Candace Owens, her Twitter or her um, Instagram, liked by Corey. And the caption is the trans movement is deeply misogynistic. This week I debated a trans woman. You know, blah blah blah. He, he's yeah, oh. and th- this was not even the only one. Not even it's the only weird one. Weird when like pe- like idiot like bird brain people like him insert themselves in. Yeah, like, for real. Like, really, like you have thoughts and opinions. Who would have ever thought? Do you vote? Are you registered? Right. <laughs> like, sir, go away from me with this, okay? please um let me get back before i really like pop off on this kid so uh Paige and Lindsay and sierra head back to the house because they're out Lindsay's tipsy so she gets right into carl's lap can't blame her for that and is like you know i spoke to danielle she's like what'd she say <laughs> so carl's <laughs> like yeah she was just like you know i think the dynamic is interesting and you know it was kind of hard because my friendship with Lindsay's changed but you know i'm not blaming you and Lindsay goes but she is though and carl goes well 
she just said that she hoped that you would maybe like prod and poke more into her life. So I have to be the one who pokes and prods to figure it out. Like, what a fucking <laughs> game. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and he's off. <laughs> that face that she makes, it's so good. Because I know exactly what it means. So Carl then says, you know, I think, and Lindsay goes, no, that's what's happening. So Carl goes, I, I just want you to know that I feel good about our conversation and I got a lot of that off my chest. I wanted to hear from her that she doesn't have an issue with me and my relationship with you. Well, I'm glad that you guys can move forward. But some reason she can't do that with me. For some reason, it's always my fault. <laughs> Carl then goes, don't think like that. You guys are friends. So Lindsay gets up from his lap. She's like, I thought you were going to have an actual opinion. And Carl says, I do. I told her I wanted to be supportive I wanted her to be supportive of our relationship because we're really happy and we're in love. And so Lindsay goes, well, how did you feel good about it? <laughs> he goes, well, because she did, says she didn't have an issue with me. And she goes, hey, right. She says she doesn't have an issue with you. So you don't give a fuck because she has an issue with me. The entire thing is blamed on me. Carl it's always says, me. As always, me. Carl's like, I'm not going to get in this right now. Everything I say is wrong. I I'm not doing this. Everything is blamed on me. So she's like, Lindsay, of course, defensive. You're being defensive. So he <laughs> says, you're the only one being defensive. And Lindsay goes, you only care about how you're being perceived in this entire situation. You don't care about me. Okay. So then Carl says, I do. It's really ridiculous of you to say. He starts walking back to the bedroom like he's done. He's checked out. The micro pack is off. Okay. He's not doing this. <laughs> and Lindsay wants to fight she's like oh i love when couples do this where like one person is like i'm done and the other person is trying to taunt them so that they keep <laughs> she's like mm, walk away yeah defensive defensive walk away she's like, like you always do <laughs> oh my gosh um everybody's like in the room trying to eavesdrop on what the hell's going on but then kyle's like you guys we can't be dead silent in here like make small talk and then he starts flitting about like Mike, mick jagger on stage <laughs> so now carl and Lindsay are in the bedroom carl's saying like i needed to have a conversation with danielle because i haven't talked to her and i needed to hear that she didn't have an issue with me carl please stop saying that that's the problem that she's getting pissed off about. <laughs> saying it over. Every time he said it, she ignited more. It was like he like, <laughs> one single coal What's to the not clicking? <laughs> <laughs> you keep, like, bro, keep saying it. Keep saying it. Um, and he said it word for word, identically, every single time. No, I I'm just happy because she doesn't have an issue with me. Is what I'm saying. I'm, in love. I'm off the hook, so I'm yeah. good. <laughs> So you should go talk to her about it. <laughs> he is so wild for that. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, you, you. She still has an issue with me, but now that you're okay, you don't care. You don't give a fuck that she has an issue with me. You don't care because as long as she doesn't have an issue with you, it's cool. That's what you just said to me. You just said that. <laughs> says, Lindsay, you're being very difficult right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Finally, Kyle ends up finding Danielle in the kitchen and he goes, I just heard something. And Danielle goes, yeah, it just sucks because me and Carl just had such a good relationship. I was ready to run over to Lindsay when she came back to the house. But, you know, all he wanted to hear, all Carl wanted to hear was that I support them. And like, Lindsay's taking it off like, oh, well, you came off so well, Carl. So like, everything is all good. Um, so then Kyle says, 
noticed that when she called us before she came back to the house, I could hear she was drunk. So I think maybe that's the thing, which is rich of you mm. to say, Kyle. But anyway, right. Um, <laughs> Sierra does say she's not as drunk as she could be, though, which is fair. Right. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> uh, she's a doctor. She's a nurse. She's a nurse. She's, she knows. So in that bed, Lindsay's like, babe, you always get so mad. No, you do. You do. So Carl says, you know, it's just really hard to have a conversation with you when you're putting me in a position that like, no matter what I say, it's wrong. And that's not fair. So I just don't want to keep going down this road. So then Lindsay goes, well, that's on you. Don't put that on me. Why are you mad? We're just having a normal conversation. And Carl says, but you're not handling it normally. <laughs> As she's like starting to flow off the ground, she's like, we're having a normal talk. <laughs> you know, the wind is blowing, picking up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. the glasses are shaking on the on the table yeah, yeah she's a... full wandavision <laughs> oh my god um so yeah carl's like you know i'm being a partner to you part of this is telling me that telling you that you need to have a conversation with danielle daniel Lindsay, i've had three i've had three i want my boyfriend to be like you're a fucking piece of shit to my girlfriend go apologize now but Carl says, you're just being rude. Stop. Like, you came to the door looking for a fight. Can you be happy tonight, please? I'll be happy when you understand that everything's on me yet again. <laughs> and I, the extra part of why this is so funny is that they're, like, fully in night vision at this point. And I don't think Lindsay knows that Carl has his back to her. Right. He's so comfy. He's got the arm crooked under the pillow. Like, he's ready to knock out. He does right. not care. <laughs> He's just a mere minutes from a deep REM sleep. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. The melatonin under his tongue. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing this. I have berries at 7.15. You know, I do this. I'm not doing this with you right now. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Lindsay's like, you know, your conversation basically was like, it's not on you, it's all on me. So Carl's like, that's not the case. You're literally fucking friends with her. And Lindsay goes, well, I thought that was the case. And so Carl says, okay, well, you need to figure out with her, like, if you want to be friends with her or not, that's up to you. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad that you are good in this friendship. I'm still not there, but I'm glad you feel better. But I still feel worse. Everything's always on me. And clearly, you did not help. Carl goes, yep, I'm a horrible person. Yeah. Oh, oh, pity party, pity party. You always want to have a fucking <laughs> pity party. Has it ever occurred to you that I have fucking feelings? Carl's up and goes to the bathroom. And that's how I know because Lindsay starts looking around like, did he leave? Yeah. yeah. When she was wild-eyed looking in the pure the piercing black room, <laughs> I have never laughed so hard in my life. She, <laughs> Lindsay was rabid. We saw her in her most primal state. Because like you said, she was in... And it was night vision, so she was truly a cave woman at that moment. <laughs> the way she didn't even realize that he left until he was like in the bathroom. I was like, what? <laughs> Her peering into the room, it was so funny. <laughs> oh my god god bless her she then says something when he gets back to the bathroom she's like you know it would be so fun to not have to worry for once in my fucking life even my birthday i can't have a day before my birthday i can't have a day after my birthday it's all about you what happened girl what happened what and he just literally he would like if he had like z's coming out of his mouth <laughs> True. Like he was so comfortable and so <laughs> sleepy. Ah, 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 ah. 
Like the soothing sounds of his soon-to-be fiance, by the way. Berating <laughs> him. Like imagine, imagine if you had just spent like over ten thousand dollars on a three-carat ring, and she's going off on you like this. <laughs> oh goddamn! <laughs> things over and over and over and over and over. God. Oh my god. Um. After this, Corey gets gives us a uh, sob story about how he was cute but not hot. And how now he's like non aggressive. Oh, oh God. Oh, Poor thing. He had a girl with like, abs. I still see myself as skinny. I don't know. Like, even though I have abs and I have a six pack, like, I still see myself as that skinny guy. Like, shut the fuck. Let me tell you something. At seven years into this show, let me tell you what I'm not interested in hearing about. Uh, hello? Girl. Like, <laughs> I am not willing to get to know you. I'm just not. I'm sorry. And and let's just say this. Summer House is for the girls and for the himbos. You are just a pretty little thing, sir. I don't exactly. need to say anything about you. Okay? Exactly. Think about you. Don't know the city where Andrea came from. Couldn't tell you. Exactly. Couldn't tell you. Luke, maple syrup. That's all I got. Igloos. That's all I know. Yeah. Building fires in the middle of the day like he should be okay <laughs> and we let him go what the fuck was bravo thinking i know tragic, tragic. i miss the sound of his guitar <laughs> blue jeans you <man. laughs> and that <laughs> dumbass songs he used to make <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so the next morning carl says in a confessional like since lindsay has been drinking he's really been struggling to navigate it because he knows what it's like to have seven or eight drinks and then things get twisted and somebody gets upset because 99% of the time horrible shit happened to him. It was because he was drinking. Carl, why are you guys not having a deeper conversation about this? Because you don't want her to drink, but she do. She Real That's, bad. The drinking thing is very interesting in their relationship. It's interesting that she got sober for him it's interesting that they both secretly knew that she needed to anyway mm-hmm. and that she blamed it on him yeah. and nobody bought it. It didn't make sense. And then her deciding to drink again and saying that she only did it for him. The whole thing is why. And then as soon as she gets drunk, you immediately see why she shouldn't necessarily maybe be drinking and I'm always reminding people that on Winterhouse, Kyle said that Carl had a conversation with him in like the first couple months of their relationship where he was like, I don't know if I can keep going on with this if she keeps drinking. That's yeah. why she stopped drinking. That's not good. That's not good. And that's why I keep saying in the beginning of the season where she keeps popping off at everybody else and being like, why don't you guys recognize that I stopped drinking for Carl? That was your choice, baby. Right. I, don't, I can't take that on. I don't know what you want me to do with that. It just seems like you feel like you're not getting enough credit. But again, that's a conversation you got to have with your man, not with me. Right. And it's almost, it's like they packaged it in this way, like a way to explain to the public. And it didn't tr- like register the way that they thought it would. And she like can't handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody's buying it. <clears throat> no. No. And yeah. And this is like, I feel like one of the things that maybe Danielle is like saying, but not saying, like 
when she says you guys need to have fights you guys need to be real i think like this is part of it but she's trying to keep yeah. it cute because it's like a heavy subject i think a thousand percent so um so yeah meanwhile sam is telling gabby and danielle like Lindsay had a really great night the night before and she goes well she actually made out with sierra twice maybe she wasn't maybe she was more drunk than i thought she was <laughs> <laughs> um, so danielle's telling them like we I had such a great conversation with Carl about everything. We hugged, but then, you know, I heard Lindsay yelling at him afterwards. So Gabby's like, yeah, there's no way the situation isn't awkward. Lindsay walks right in. Like, this is one of the situations where there's no denying it. She heard. She heard exactly what you guys were saying. She heard about you guys talking about their fight. And yet she says nothing. Nothing. It's so wild. (laughs) That was a great that was a real peak like summer house moment like the the cameras panning to each person listening to the fight while they're in bed eating a drunk snack like that was mm-hmm. like very very summer house very it's really the charm the charm of southern yeah. house. that's a summer house um but yeah i just oh lord it er, that everybody's like downstairs carl's coming back they're acting like nothing's happening like babe 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 Danielle says, okay, what, what are we, I want them to go to dis, the distance, but this is why I want them to fight. You guys, if you want to move fast, you can't just sweep everything under the rug because we see you. We see you. So then half of the house goes shopping. The other half is in the backyard being called turd maggots by Chris, who like shaved himself a mustache that was truly like an eighth of an inch from being real problematic, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> like one, one wrong move. That would have been right. <laughs> but uh, then he makes them do military stuff. Uh, when they're going shopping, Gabby tells the girls that she doesn't like physical touch or holding hands. <laughs> Paige tells a story about how, I guess because there's such a height difference between she and Craig, but her arms are long. He can't reach her hand, so he just will grab her wrist. And they were at the airport one time, and somebody was like, Paige, are you okay? Or, you know, ma'am, are you okay? Thinking that he was taking her. <laughs> 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 listen if there's one thing Paige is going to do is tell a story right. wind a story and have it have a punchline a climax and a very funny beat oh lord how do you do you like Paige live I mean she's my reason to breathe at this point really? on this show yeah I'm a real big Paige girl wow front page news okay yeah <laughs> um there's a lot of like games and merry making in the backyard i don't give a shit about any of that um uh page and amanda and sierra go to look at their fertility results and i don't want to say that i don't care but we will be moving on unfortunately sierra's results are like not what she wanted them to be exactly so she like really kind of spirals she wants to be a mom and she says in a confessional like everything i'm doing right now is like in the hopes of one day being able to have a kid if it doesn't work i'm gonna freak the fuck out um amanda's results were actually like normal mm-hmm. but then they're like does that make you feel better she's like no because i'm still losing weight i'm still i still don't have my period it doesn't really answer any questions so that's a whole thing um the only mention that we get of maya is when kyle tells carl and danielle that he's on his third workout of the day and carl's like yeah you need to be because you ate all those cookies he said he had more than six now i have to tell you guys i've had maya's cookies six of those cookies is 
crazy. Like I, they're like big ass gourmet cookies. This is not like, <laughs> oh, I ate a sleeve of Thin Mints. This is like probably a good cup of sugar in those six cookies. Like I, that's wild, Kyle. I'm concerned. I picture them to be like Levain cookies. They're not as thick, but they're like big. They're they're big. They're like as big as like the palm of your hand. Oh my god! And they're like they're not super thin. Like they're on the thicker side, but they're not as thick as a Levain. A Levain okay. cookie okay. for those of you who don't know, it's like as thick as like a muffin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a Levain cookie is a legit hockey puck. It truly, truly. That's so fun them. though. They're so good. <laughs> Yeah, they're my favorite. Ah, oh, they're delicious. Like, okay, imagine eating like three of those in a row. Right, that's what I'm. Th- <laughs> it's, it's sick. It's so much. <laughs> um, so yeah. Then Kyle asked Danielle, "Look, how are things going with Lindsay?" And she's like, "You know, I thought we were great going into that housewarming, but then after I talked to you and Carl, like, I thought maybe she just wants to hear that, like." I'm a thousand percent in support of your relationship. And so Carl says, I kind of really relayed that. No, you didn't. But yeah. I don't think I did a great job of retelling it. You did not. Because I thought we had a great conversation. And, you know, I thought that that should have, like, led to you guys having a good conversation. But here's my thing. Like, why did we see all that fight, but no resolution to Carl and Lindsay's fight? There was no conversation think- between them. I think Carl and Lindsay must be having a lot of off-camera. They must be taking a lot of trips to Whole Foods. (laughs) Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I think that they're really curating themselves this year. And Mm -hmm. that fight in bed was, like, a a rare moment where they, like, were caught off guard. But, like, I think (laughs) they're having a lot of side conversations off-camera. Yeah, there has to be. I feel like yeah. Amanda tried to do that last season. That was the season they got married, right? Yeah, she tried to do that last season, but then uh, Kyle was like, you know, having that sty in his eye, like it was undeniable. They had to talk about things. Yes. Like, truly stressing the fuck out. But yeah, I do remember Amanda being like, not wanting to talk about shit, but then like, you know, one night we've got a, you know, bottle of Dracar Noir on the ground. <laughs> she pissed off. She didn't know where Kyle is. So, you know. didn't work so well for them but uh yeah so kyle then asked a million dollar question probably because he knows the answer of have you been as direct and honest with Lindsay as you have with carl danielle my opinion not so much but i also think it's not because she well she has tried but again i just think like she gets too emotional she gets too flustered yeah and i think like the point gets lost very quickly very quickly but danielle says like i sorry it it does the point always gets lost and i feel like dan like Lindsay knows that she's not gonna just like it is i'll be honest it's a little annoying that she makes this big fuss like all the time she's like walking around pouting and tantruming about how their relationship isn't the same very true when they have these these uh conversations about it she like talks around it because she's too much of a pussy to just directly say how she feels right and like that's really annoying yeah, very very and like she can be very clear with carl she's having this conversation where i'm like understanding what she's saying with kyle and carl i'm understanding when she's talking to Paige and the other girls 
other bedfellows but then when it comes to Lindsay, i'm like what you're really spiraling girls <laughs> i don't know what's going on yeah and I wish she figured that out because it sucks yeah and it's really affecting you <laughs> clearly clearly yeah. um so then danielle says you know i feel like i've been direct but then you know I think that Lindsay doesn't really need me anymore. So ultimately I feel like I'm getting cut out. Like she just might not need me anymore because she's in a relationship and it's like, okay, you got everything figured out. Cool. I'm happy for you, but why don't you check in on me? It doesn't have to be world War three, not a tit for tat blame game. Lindsay comes out. Cause she was, you know, minding her business, blowing, drying her hair. And she's like, what's up guys. I was like, well, we were talking about you and her face is like, what now? Mm-hmm. I don't get a fucking second in this house. <laughs> face turns. Oof. Oof. Chills. And they're multiplying. <laughs> 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 Danielle's like, listen, I don't want you to get defensive. You know, I don't want you to feel like, I think maybe both of you guys have felt like I don't support you guys as a couple. Lindsay's like, correct. So Danielle's like, that's really so far beyond what's actually happening. And Lindsay goes, but you keep saying that our friendship has changed because of this relationship. So like, what is it? So Danielle's like, I don't want you to get defensive. I don't want you to think I'm not in support. It has nothing to do with me, like wanting to like get more out of our friendship because I do like, she says, I feel like I need you. I I, I don't really know what she wants. <laughs> like, at this point, Danielle, and I'm going to be honest, I've never been a danielle girl mm. ever not once ever no, never I, never <laughs> ever like i just do not i i just she is so like her it's like the way that she's spiraling not having Lindsay as the crutch because she obviously doesn't feel confident enough in her own personality to just like exist on this show or her relationship with robert right like, ew, it's just, it's giving, it's just a little too pathetic. I'm sorry. Like, the Aries yeah. not deny my true feelings. It's just too <laughs> pathetic. It's too, ugh, like, ugh, girl. No, I, I think you're fully something right. Else. <laughs> you have to get a hobby. Um, No, I think you're totally right. Like, it does come off very, like, ugh, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah. not a word for it it's just like oh god like exhausting i guess and like just like drippy like it was kind of a drip about yeah. it but like just tell the truth like you I, I feel like i don't know if she wants the same relationship that carl Lindsay has but she wants more than what she's got with robert that's for sure right and i think she's pissed off seeing these people like ride off into loverville while she's still at like station 11 or whatever she's still in phase one She's still in the discovery phase and they they've got their full three wick out in production. You know, like it's, it's yeah. just very different. And I think again, even though she might not want that, she wants it. She does want it. And you can tell that there's, it, it became very clear to me when she, they were talking about like going out without each other or not going out without each other or whatever. And she kept like making digs like, um, she was like, well, when she was like, we don't do that. Like, we don't have those issues. Like, we go out without each other, and I go home and call him, and it's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, girl, you see him once a year. Right. <laughs> and right. you make Holiday Inn Expresses you guys' living room because <laughs> you know where you'll be. Like, it's right. nothing to brag about. Yeah. You're it's, not. Um, it, yeah. 
Like, who are you telling this to? Who are you selling the story that you guys are happy, you know? Exactly. And I honestly feel like uh, Lindsay and Carl are doing that thing that, I forget what, what it's called, but that thing that Miranda Hobbs explained in Sex and the City, where when men get to a certain point in their life, they just look around at what cards have. Yes. Mm. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's like, Lindsay is his best bet. What is he going to do? Go find somebody and get to him for seven years the way he has her right like he had that chick from like love island or whatever the fuck she came from last season and he like wanted to die every time and he was like i really like her like no you don't no you don't <laughs> there's a gun to your back carl i can see it i see the print <laughs> um so yeah i mean it's clearly like a very easy relationship because they have such a foundation i you know, I think people can be happy. And I think Carl's fine with being happy, you know? I do too. Yeah. I think it's enough. Yeah. I, I think he's fine with like, you know, 70%. Ex- very that. So, ugh, Lord. Um, so, yeah. Then, basically, they keep going back and forth. Daniel's like, I- I'm not complaining. Well, sorry, sorry. We'll go back. Danielle says, we used to always hang out, but Lindsay's like, you're not in the city anymore. Like, you know, our relationship has changed, obviously. So Danielle's, okay, so because I'm not physically in the same zip code as you, what does that mean? Kyle's trying to take up for Danielle and be like, Lindsay, what she's trying to say is that she wants her best friend back. That's it. Lindsay rolls her eyes. (laughs) Danielle goes, why do you get like this? I'm not complaining. I'm saying I want to get back to the sisterhood that we had. And then here are the two um, stepsisters, Amanda and Danielle, or Amanda and Paige, just eating olives, standing by the side, <laughs> like, what's good, girl? <laughs> just this whole thing. The way these girls don't give a fuck about, like, we're staring at you guys. We're, <laughs> we're staring at you from afar. I'm not even going to pretend, like, oh, I'm, like, texting on my phone or whatever. <laughs> like, no, we're looking. And I'm gonna no, like, that's why like I live for Paige because it's like I know that if I were in that house you could guarantee that when things like this are happening I'd be sitting with my legs crossed wherever Paige is <laughs> and enjoying my steps in yeah <laughs> indulging and engaging <laughs> oh my gosh so Lindsay tells Danielle you put this on me all the time you want me to be a better friend to you but you're talking shit about my relationship how does that add up Danielle at this point gets real flustered and is like, I don't get it. I would fucking die for you, dude. Like, you don't see that? It's so frustrating. And so Lindsay says, well, it keeps coming back and I'm not the one blaming you. Danielle says, I'm not blaming you either. Why does it have to be that? Lindsay says, because that's what I keep hearing. Danielle says, from who? Other people? And Lindsay goes, yeah. She goes, <laughs> Danielle's like, I'm going to fucking punch a wall, dude. She walks up, walks back toward the house and Kyle mumbles, don't do that. We need the security deposit, please. <laughs> they're still playing the security positive at this point they can't possibly i mean absolutely absurd i love them trying to act like they still every fall get the back out yeah hitting the group chat with our verbo links come on yeah (laughs) this house looks good (laughs) oh my gosh so of course Paige is like i'm gonna follow after danielle and amanda who follows quickly after her but then she goes into the bathroom. So then Amanda and Dan or Paige rather have to be like, oh shit, what do we just want to like pretend like we're doing something else in here and just wait for her to come out? <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
she eventually comes out they hug her and she's like you know just when i think we're breaking through and having a good moment it's like the blame game it's so tit for tat i'm so frustrated um she keeps telling people that i'm telling this to everybody else well you are you are obsessively girl to these two people in particular yeah (laughs) so nice try though outside Lindsay tells kyle i understand the friendship component of it i know what she needs from me in that but i also have a lot of feelings about how she's been speaking of my relationship two days ago she said it was weird that we were dating okay she's like and and what now she's supportive that's like a little contradictory for me and this is where i think that Lindsay maybe gets a little too sensitive yeah and and like focuses on words like like she was so upset with amanda for being like oh i feel like this is kind of rushed the way amanda said it at the reunion was like to me very passing like i would not have remembered that but it seemed to really stick with Lindsay in a way that kind of shocked me yeah well because it's like she like knows it's true hit dogs you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. she, it's like, it wouldn't affect her so much if she didn't have an insecurity about it. it and it's almost like power. when people pierce through what they're trying to, like, when people get through the thing that they're trying to project to the world when they see through it, she gets so mad. And he does too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So even Kyle's like, you know, I think, you know, maybe for Danielle, it might always be a little weird because you guys were like a three-legged stool, but now you two live together. I'm sure she's trying to make sense of that. She's like, yo, like, how does Lindsay not understand that? So then Danielle tells Paige and Amanda, I'm trying. It just doesn't seem like Lindsay wants to try as hard. And like, if you need to take a beat and marinate on that, marinate on whether or not you want to be in my friendship the way I want you to be my friend, take a moment. This is what I need from you. This is what I'm looking for. If you don't want to do that anymore, I'm fine. So fortunately, we end this with Kyle's ass cheeks for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why, but thank you. Um, suddenly, we're at a huge house bonfire in the backyard. Chris asks the weirdest questions. Hey, guys, uh, would you be offended if a girl whipped out a vibrator the first time you guys had sex? Wouldn't you be offended by that? How do we even get here? It's like, I know how to get the conversation going. <laughs> He's such a caveman. Like, yeah, of course you don't like sex toys because you are like, nothing's better than what I got. We know. Yeah. We know. Why do you need that? I always make you finish. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so Danielle says, if I pull out a vibrator the first time, you need to feel bad about yourself. But Sierra and Paige are like, nope, disagree. Disagree. Sierra says it's double the fun. And Danielle goes, no, Paige, for real, the first time you had sex with Craig, did you pull out a vibrator? And she goes, you know, toys were introduced very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I love when Paige talks about her sex life, because it's never what I think she's going to say. It's very, Paige likes to fuck. Paige fucks. Paige is a freak. I died last week when, um, what is that new girl's name? Sam or Gabby? Sam. When Sam was like, um, She's like, yeah, I told him that I wanted him to spit in my mouth. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. that's actually so hot to me. And Paige was like, oh, me too. <laughs> he was like, I love being spit on. <laughs> Not above it. Not above yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Sierra gives us a quote of the episode. Vibrator culture is here to stay. And Paige looks around and goes, listen, I've known my vibrator more than most of you. So what do you want me to say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
the next morning, Paige and Sierra are in their rooms as, you know, no surprise there. Um, and they're talking about like how everybody came into the party the night before. Uh, Kyle got a little hump in on Sierra while nobody was looking. Uh, Corey did a running leap into Paige's bed and landed on her wrist somehow. It's a vibe. They got out to the kitchen. And then we have another scene. The way that Paige leans into like Charlie Bucket core, like here you are with your friends in bed. I know. Over a big ass pot. What are you eating? <laughs> Cereal out of a pot? Like, girl. <laughs> it's just so comforting. Like, it's like, it's so crazy to watch a reality show and know at every single moment where I would be positioned. <laughs> I would always be in her bed eating in the bed. Mm-hmm. on the, the walls. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so she's eating out whatever the hell she's eating out of that pot. Sierra's looking in the refrigerator. She's like, um, the expiration date says she pulls out the orange juice. The expiration date says September 29th. Is it still good? Paige and Danielle are like, yeah, it's August. Is it old? <laughs> Paige says it's September 29th. We're in August. Yeah, but like, what's the number day? Doesn't matter, Sierra. It says September 29th. We're a month away, says Danielle. <laughs> but sometimes it's just what the store says and what they have to sell it by. Like, it could still be good. It is good, Sierra. <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, it's August. Oh, my God. I want a tough weekend, okay? <laughs> Sierra has grown on me so much as a reality star. I like a boil. I love it. Oh, my God. I'm upset. She's such a good example of like, it, you know, sometimes it takes people a year or so to like really get comfortable on camera. And now she's like a literal star. Her Karma Brown moment. I mean, oh, my God, on it. Loved it. Yeah. Just like stay away from the white men. You don't choose them well. It's <laughs> <laughs> been great. Sell. <laughs> A minor slip up with Corey, but then Sam ended up taking him anyway, so doesn't matter. We're all good. Exactly. Oh, ending it on a high note for Sierra, and I love to see it because I did. I don't like to see my girls down. You know. Yes, one thousand percent. She was down real bad. Real. I, was, bad. I don't even know why this came to my mind. When I was watching the episode, but I was thinking about that one random year where they had that guy on that used to lie. Do you remember that Jordan? I think about him every night in my nightmares. Yes, that was. The most terrifying man on Bravo. Like, that was the craziest casting that this show has ever had. Like, what a slip up. (laughs) He really skeeves me out. I looked at his Instagram at some point last year, and it was... That man has secrets. Like, this... It was the Instagram of somebody who was like, oh my god, he killed somebody. Let's go look at his Instagram. What, what, What clues lied before this? It's like fake kind of influencer, like, ooh, here I am at this hotel. Here right. I am, like random basketball player, even though I clearly am not a fan of basketball. Like it is it's weird. That's exactly what I picture. He was yeah. such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> hey my fellow roommates. Uh I've had a finger <laughs> up my butt before. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> on this planet thinks that you in your land's end women's skinny white jeans <laughs> for a sex worker jordan nobody believes that 
Nobody thinks you would even be nearly cool enough to do that. Cry <laughs> immediately. Come on. I was like, a What's that? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, he would just be like, I made out with seven chicks tonight. Like, bro, everybody in the house was at the same party as you, including the camera people. She filmed. Nobody uh, saw you make out with multiple people? Really? My lips hurt from so much kissing chicks. <laughs> I swirled my tongue around three chicks' mouths several times in a row, okay? And then they put their finger on my butt. I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jordan. Ooh, please, Ooh, let's move on. <laughs> Everybody heads back into the city except for Corey and Sam. They're headed off to Montauk to fuck, I guess. Um, he apparently has not made it past the collarbone, but that's about to be very different in about two hours. So congrats to you. Um, the episode ends with us back in the city. Carl and his loafers are walking to the jeweler to go pick up an engagement ring. And he says in a confessional, everyone has a little voice in their heart. And his is screaming Lindsay. I'm like. <laughs> Is it Lindsay screaming? That seems more accurate, but okay. It's like Black Mirror when you can have a little tiny conscious person that you own. <laughs> oh my god. Do you have any thoughts from this episode? Um, Just that, you know, I worry for Summer House. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Nothing more than that I worry for the future of our, our favorite summer program. It's really... Things are changing rapidly. Yeah. I mean, I was saying, like, in if we had just moved the timeline back like nine months, that would have been a very great transition with Real Housewives in New York splitting into the new one to get mm-hmm. Lindsay on that show and possibly even Amanda. And then just like move forward with Sam and Gabby. I love Gabby. Me too. I really do a lot. Gabby's She's great. So great. I love her. Um but yeah, let's move on to the star of the show. Do you need to do a little stretch or something? <laughs> yeah. I'm, ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. You need to prove to me that you aren't that person. Oh, we got to prove things to you, huh? Shut the f- dude. Shut up. Yo, no, 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 no. You know what? You know, Ariana's not very happy with you right now. She's not very happy with you right now. Yeah, you know why? Because you know what you said? You know what? You know exactly what you said. I didn't say anything. I don't know what I you know what you didn't you know what you didn't say apparently because me and Raquel went to the Abbey that apparently like that's where our secret that's right. rendezvous that's where is Allie, that Allie said how weird it was that she saw the both of you at the Abbey together has anything physical ever happened between you and Raquel no nothing has happened between Raquel and I like nothing like it wouldn't happen between you know like me and Katie <laughs> Okay. <sighs> so Vanderpump rules. Everybody's hungover from Lala's birthday, which is like, you guys do not support sobriety. One bit. Love that. All of you more drunk for her birthday than anybody else's. But okay. Um, so Lala goes over to Katie for some Chick-fil-A and some tea. They start talking about Satchel. What are your feelings on Satchel? When you saw Satchel come on your screen, what was your immediate thought? Ooh, um, <laughs> look whittled. Yeah, yeah. He, he was- seems like he was friends with Tom Sawyer, <laughs> and then somehow shifted into twenty twenty three. That's what I think. 
Somehow he was both soft yet whittled. Um, <laughs> he had soft, very delicate features, yet also rough and hard edges. Like he, it's gonna take me a minute to be able. He looks like AI, and it's gonna take me a minute to be able to like register him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like he one of the great poets from like the pre Civil War era. He was so out of place too. Like he's so, oh, poor thing. I mean, I can't say how I would deal with being on camera for the first time in my life, but he just felt so uncomfortable and awkward. Truly, like I was at one point wondering, like, is he actually nineteen? Because like, I know giving hickeys in the middle of a club, sir. Like, what's going on? It's like Timothy Chalamet with a little putty um on his face. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> exactly oh my god so katie talks about how like it's kind of weird like maybe it was a little bit easier for satchel to be around everybody for the first time than it was for her because she's not divorced yet but lala's like girl don't worry about that the only rule that you had post your breakup with shorts was just just take it out of the group which you did because you found somebody from the 1800s but right. <laughs> Then asks if there's like any coming back with Raquel. Katie says in a confessional, I thought in the beginning there was something that like made me want to try to get a friendship off the ground with Raquel, but I don't want to have to sleep with one of my open. I don't want to have to watch my back behind my back all the time. Lala then says, girl, I'm actually glad that Raquel came to my party. It was the best gift that she could have given me. Katie's like, girl, what are you talking about? She's like, no, no. She called me a mistress, and then she had to come to my birthday party after there were all these headlines splashed out about people calling her a mistress. I loved it. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> so, it really was okay. a truly iconic moment. I mean, I would have been floating off the ground for that moment if I were Lala. Schadenfreude, I believe. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, the nerve of her to Raquel to be like, yeah, this seems like a reasonable thing. I'm just going to pull up to her birthday party. <laughs> the goal. Hey, um, Lala, can I pull you aside for a second, <laughs> girl. Oh God! So then Lala says, like, or sorry, Katie says, yeah, this stuff is really like the Oliver stuff is really getting in the press, <clears throat> and that's what I was telling Sandoval at your party because he was like, oh, you seem to be really enjoying this. And I'm like, yeah, can I enjoy it? Because a couple weeks ago, she was making out with my not even ex-husband yet. And then okay. I was like, you seem like you enjoyed her at the Abbey at 1 a.m., didn't you? Well, And so Lala goes, yeah, what's up with that? Who saw them, Allie? So Katie says in a confessional, I don't want to say that Sandoval would never cheat on Ariana because I would have to kill him. But what grabbed my attention the most is that it was just... Tom and Raquel, they were alone. I've been friends with Sandoval for years and I've never gone out dancing with him. I'm like, well, he I, I don't know if you guys have been friends, but I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> More so he's been the third in your marriage for quite a long time. The whole time, most yeah. would say, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so but nice try. Um, so then they're both like, Well, Raquel herself has both uh, have said that she can't control herself when she's had one too many. So like, mm okay so then the toms have a scene outside of what a food truck was called the yeasty boys or something um schwartz then goes on to say oh we're talking about raquel 
I have so much more of an appreciation for Raquel. Sandoval's like, yeah, she's dope, dude. Um, they're fucking, by the way. Totally fucking this, by the way. This has already happened multiple times at this point. And here we have this weird ass scene where Schwartz is like, yeah, I just don't know why I'm not more attracted to her. Like, there's no sexual chemistry. I have this gut feeling that she might have a crush on somebody else. And Sandoval just goes, yeah? He's saying, <laughs> if, you know, if you were in like an incestuous group, and you guys hung out all the time and you knew all our friends and your friend says, I think our friend might have a crush on somebody. Wouldn't your natural question be like, who? Who? Yeah. Clearly, I would know them. Who do you think it might be? <laughs> no. Really? Well, I know the answer to that. <laughs> crazy. My theory about the Toms. Yes. So I watched this TikTok maybe a week or so ago. Um, what if I where... said no and then just ended this chat? <laughs> <laughs> The Zoom ends. <laughs> Go on. Um, I watched this TikTok a couple weeks ago from this guy where he talked about um, like straight male relationships and the love that straight men have for each other. That is like almost unrequited because they never talk about it. Mm-hmm. But it's so in- it's so intense, and it in certain cases like it'll trump their actual relationships. And right. he was like. Um, that straight men like like basically to make a long story short like they're true they are truly in love with each other and i'm not even saying that to like be funny they only really love each other and it's like they're totally fine imploding their lives with their girlfriends and wives because those relationships are what is really important like the only thing that they really care about is each other like if they lost each other that's when you would see them actually break yeah, absolutely. And they're fine engaging in this like sick relationship in which they're like hiding from each other. I, listen, Tom Schwartz, I don't want you to hear to hear you say ever again that you were not a decoy because you filmed this fucking whole fucking scene exactly. in which I mean, like fuck you for real, Schwartz. Like if I if I were Ariana, I would I would truly be like fuck you and then block him. Um but then Schwartz says, you know, yeah, that's what I think. I think she's got a crush on somebody. But then he goes, well, how are you and Ariana doing? And he tells him about, you know, like, we're doing the egg retrieval. I'm on a cleanse. But Schwartz's like, do you even want to do this? And Sandoval goes, well, yeah, like, why not? You, You know, it's been a little frustrating with Ariana. Like, we'll be talking. And then she just, like, comes at me, dude. Like, the whole girl's trip. I wanted to talk to Lala about that. And Ariana's like, what? So you can go yell at women? Not what she said, by the way. I know. Let's let, let's really set the scene of what happened. Her fucking dog of 17 years had just died. She's having a party to try to lift her own spirits. And here you are defending the girl that you're about to fuck. She didn't want to be in it. She doesn't want to be in it. She doesn't want to have to get people uh, tweeting her and going in her mentions and being like, oh, you don't believe in women. You let your boyfriend yell at women. Because we all have seen it, how people feel right. about that. She doesn't want to be, she wants to disengage. What she said to him was, I don't want to be a part of the Tom Against the Girls thing. So I'm going to walk away. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But, okay. Nothing about fighting, uh, like yelling at women. She didn't even mention anything about that. No. You did, because you know that's what you do. <laughs> so. Exactly. So then, Schwartz is like, yeah, she's quick to be dismissive of you, and that's a slippery slope in a relationship. You, Schwartz, want to talk right. about how dangerous it is to be dismissive of your partner? <laughs> I know. What? And she's walking on, like, cobbled legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the absolute audacity of him to be like, yeah, that's a really bad thing in a relationship. Yeah, you <laughs> would fucking know that's all you did to Katie. That's all oh, you I did. <laughs> to the person you're not talking to. Now talking to, right now. Mostly with him. So, okay. Real slippery slope. It'll end you right into selling your house in Valley Village. So, congrats. <laughs> right. Congrats. Now you both know. Um, so then he reiterates, like, Tom, sure, Sandoval's like, you know, Ariana thinks I'm dumb, like, th- or maybe I'm, like, annoying, like, in his confessional, blah, blah, blah. But then he tells Schwartz, I work on our love every day. You make her a little dumpling latte? Because she's like, oh, Tom, thank you so much. <laughs> and then when Schwartz goes, well, does she reciprocate? I mean, this dramatic pause while he thinks about it. Yeah. No. No, she doesn't. So, <laughs> fuck you. You knew what the scene was about to be, Top Shorts. Don't th- you can say that you weren't a decoy. This is decoy behavior. This is you, hundred percent, letting your boy set up a scene in which he tries to look sympathetic. Didn't work, but you you allowed that. You did that. And like, look how willing he is to allow himself to look stupid just for the sake of protecting his true partner in life right versus like the way that he would not dare defend katie in front of a group of people but he will literally potentially ruin his life to help his his lover which is tom like it's so clear it's just so obvious like neither of them will ever truly be happy until they just give into the relationship with each other they need to one of them needs to go somewhere off to a colony i'm just like give i want you guys to have nine month no contact order could you imagine and they really see what happens they couldn't do it i i remember when uh that episode of the simpsons where i think homer takes like i think he takes like something and then he turns into like the smartest most scholarly man in the world <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Think, like, that's what would happen with Schwartz. Like, suddenly, 
<laughs> It'll just be like a complete change. He's back <laughs> at school. <laughs> yeah, he's putting on closed-toed shoes. Like he's really got his life together. One could only hope and pray. <sighs> Too bad that'll never happen. I Shit. cannot fucking stand. I and you. I think that you and I have had this conversation many times. Like I've always been very anti-Tom Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Because I've never been charmed by his like puppy dog antics, and he's I, I I just do not find him charming at all or funny or anything. I was taken by his charming antics. I will say because I don't want you guys saying you said the exact opposite. Because my instinct is to lie, but I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> but I also will say that I was like, he's really got to get himself together because this is not going to last forever this shit is not going to be cute forever yeah and it's really not cute anymore not in not when you're 40 it's not cute to be like oh sorry oh sorry i came over your table ate some sushi i'm being silly oh like shut the fuck up you spent like the first three episodes being like well nobody say the f word and katie together i can't my ears (laughs) Uh, okay but you were like perfectly fine with like sucking tongues with Raquel in the middle of the damn pool in Mexico. Exactly. Okay. And as, as soon as he loses his temper, you see like when the facade falls, those are the most sinister Tom Schwartz moments. Like when he's going off, like which we will talk about, obviously, like when he's going yep. off on somebody. It's like, yep. oh, there's Tom. The real Tom Schwartz. Yeah. So then we go to Allie and James's apartment. <clears throat> Allie's at the table studying for her astrology class. She's got all her rainbow-colored highlighters out. And James is like, so what, what does this work look like? Is Pluto going to my Uranus? So, like, what's going on? <laughs> and Allie goes, that's not how it works. I've explained it to you a million times. <laughs> and it's crazy you'd say that because you're, she's like, you are, like, in the four temples. <laughs> this is in your first house, so you were right about that. <laughs> so then they talk about lala's party and Allie was like yeah i was really shocked that raquel showed up she's got balls and james says in a confessional so you're telling me that raquel the influencer that's always on her phone she didn't just look up this guy once i looked him up for like 10 seconds didn't even spell his name right name just pops up i'm like oh yeah he's married he has a wife like hello right good point james the voice of reason james kennedy and then a hero comes along (laughs) right (laughs) so then Allie says well I noticed that Katie was talking to Sandoval and you know her third eye opened she got nervous she was like it looked like it got a little heated I kind of feel like maybe she brought up you know Tom and Raquel being at the Abbey so James is like okay what exactly did you say to Katie like well I just told her how we went to the Abbey after see you next Tuesday with a group of people and we see Raquel and Tom alone and she didn't think it was that weird that Tom was at the Abbey because he always does that. But she did think it was weird that it was with Raquel because she doesn't trust her. And then she's like, you know, she said something about them, like, not having a ton of rules. I don't know what she meant by that. So James says, well, it sounds to me like what Katie's saying is that Tom and Ariana are in an open relationship. Yeah. And so hey, you took that as <laughs> her saying that they're in an open relationship. Is that what you heard? Um. <laughs> Yes, that's literally what he just said to you, babe. Uh-huh. Confirmed. Yes. <laughs> so then, you know, James is like, well, you know, it's like the time when, you know, Lala went down on Ariana in the back of Tom's car. He's like, <laughs> 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 I don't have to do the noise. <laughs> Why don't 
it gets so graphic every time. <laughs> every time. So Allie's like, you know, I feel bad. Do you think that I should just talk to Ariana about it? And he's like, no, don't tell her that. This is going to be a fucking muddy puddle. I would talk to Sheena about it because she's the closest one to Ariana and she'll just fucking love to gossip about it. So do that. She's like, okay, good. So after that, Katie and Ariana go to the sandwich shop. I don't know where the hell Lisa appeared from. Thin air. Suddenly she was coming out from the back and (laughs) they're talking about Oliver. This, This Oliver situation. So LVP is like, Oliver's not married, definitely not in any way. And anyway, none of you in this group has d- displayed good behavior. Let the record reflect. Yeah. She's a real what about bitch. <laughs> Can I also just say very quickly how sad Lisa's role on television is at this particular moment? I mean, like, it's like, does she, do we not know that she's actually doing like magic? for toddlers in her off time because she's like trying to make ends meet because she's always in that like tie blazer combo <laughs> it's the vegas in her it's the fact that she's taken over vegas it's turned her oh. into the new siegfried and roy vanderpump and todd i could totally see lisa turning into like a ma- doing a magic uh stint in vegas honestly some sort of dinner theater yeah it's like making like making ponies disappear and shit <laughs> but no like presents vanderpump dreams again <laughs> <laughs> um it's just sad seeing her try and she's just so desperate to like integrate herself into this group of young people like I it's pathetic and she's like, she is- like what's the hot gossip what's going on <laughs> sitting on a mil- millennial pink painted like metal chair in the middle of an empty restaurant space like yeah what's tea girls so yeah she's like you know ariana's like i don't want to see the gavel brought down on raquel angel again defending this chick who's actively fucking your boyfriend at this point probably right now since they know that you're filming a scene but who's to say um so lisa's like you know raquel said nothing wrong she made out with some guy and ariana's like yeah i agree with you Katie's pulling a lot of faces over there in the corner. <laughs> Classic Katie face. Classic Katie. She sucks. She's a whore and she sucks. But Lisa's like, you know, don't view Raquel through your experiences, which Lisa, that is an extremely big ask. Considering Raquel just made out with her ex-husband and has now made out with another ex-husband, question mark. <laughs> to be and like, like- don't view that through what she did to you three seconds ago. It, like, it just happened and she boldly did it and was unapologetic about it and leaned in. Yeah. And then told uh, people, well, she shouldn't have come to Mexico. <laughs> no, right. I, I really want to scream about this. The logic does not make sense, you guys. I know many of you myself not so much but myself included don't really like katie but i'm not going to live in a world in which i'm gonna say like it's okay that raquel and tom made out because katie decided to go to mexico that does not make sense i'm the ultimate katie hater okay i have hated this young woman for 13 years consecutively never Mm -hmm. broke and even i would say that that is absurd there's no logic in that 
Yeah, it doesn't even, there, there are no ties. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make sense. And for people to be like, well, she just shouldn't have been there. Okay, and if she didn't go to Mexico, would it have been wrong for them to make out? Does that change it? Right. What What is her being there? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um. So then, yeah, I mean, Katie's like, I don't, she sucks. I, I'm not, she's a hoe. I don't like her. Lisa's like, no, she's not. She had a little kiss, a little snog, a little make out. And Katie's like, listen, I'm a hoe too. No mistake. So Lisa goes, yeah, I mean, you've had sex with like two people this year. Katie's like, no. No, she goes, you've had sex twice this year. Katie's like, girl, no. I've had sex with two people. That's very different. I've had a lot more sex than twice, girl. This isn't you. Um. So then James and Lala meet up for taco salads. The chemistry between these two, can we talk? I mean... Do you know that I just had my first ever taco salad? I'd never had it before, and now I've had taco salad. Ellie showed me my first taco salad at Mendocino Farms. <laughs> You're 30. How have you never? Ellie showed it to me. God, I love oh James. Oh, so he tells Lala that he's flying to Atlanta to do this thing called Imagine Fest, which I guess is like a edm festival it's going to be his first music fest he's opening up for cascade which is like a massive deal for him and then they start to talk about ally um and lala's like yeah i like ally like she keeps pointing to her head like i feel like there's something going on up there not like your ex <laughs> <She's> yeah. very robotic <laughs> and like a stepford wife i just love that like lala seems to think that she's the authority on intelligence i know I know like, she's this wise Lala really has positioned herself as she's the new mother like she's she call her mother she, yeah he is the new Lisa Vanderpump she's absolutely the yeah it's a real treat to behold because I don't know what I don't know who told her that somebody lied to her several times right <laughs> um but remember she said that she read the fountainhead and I feel like she's never been the same since then yeah so james actually is kind of like mature and he's like listen i think maybe you need to give up on the raquel stuff like you said your piece to her she looks in the wrong now just let her be like let her you know the wolves take care of it at this point um and he goes everyone's got an an opinion and an ego the size of my cock so like lala goes so small he goes oh oh really 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 (laughs) all right lolo <laughs> so then james says that he's gonna have a beach day he's inviting everybody he's like listen i'm even inviting raquel i don't want anybody to remember me as the people person who leaves people out and then he says in a confessional you know i also realized since mexico that raquel doesn't matter to me and she schwartz's problem now you know what you know what would be worse than having raquel at the beach not having her at the beach so i can listen to everybody saying hi why is raquel here <laughs> He's right. <laughs> True. <laughs> so then the Toms go to the doctor. Sandoval walks up to that poor receptionist and says, I'm here for my jizz results. What? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I've heard somebody say jizz since truly maybe 2005. I know. It's so straight and so white. <laughs> I'm here for my jizz results. <laughs> like, you thought that was going to be so funny. <laughs> Gonna take my cock out, jizz. 
<laughs> Words. Um, so they sit down in the office. Ugh. Then he's like thanking his real partner because Ariana couldn't be there. And then he Tom says in a confessional that the other day Ariana got a call from her mom that her grandma had a blood clot. She fell asleep, never woke up. And Sandoval has the nerve to look at Schwartz and be like, yeah, it's a hell of a year for her. It's It's been a hell of a year for her. And then Schwartz has his mouth covered because he's disassociating. Because yeah. he can smell Raquel and... off of his, yeah, off of his friend. Yeah. <laughs> These Whatever. two, this is like a really sinister. No, like it's beyond. Like every week it gets worse and worse. And it's just like these two, they're only they're only going to have each other at the end of their life. Yeah. Whatever life is left like, of right. yeah, them. They're weird. They're weird. What stuck out, well, oh, many things stuck out from the Howie Mandel interview. But when Howie asked him, like, why are you still living in the house? And Tom said, well, like, I don't really have a lot of friends that I can stay with, but we've seen that Schwartz has a two-bedroom apartment, so why can't you stay with him? Like, why can't you finally just be with him? <laughs> just don't be with him. Just, just go. Just do it already. Spare us all. It's web <laughs> fingers and just ride off into the fucking WeHo night. Just go. <laughs> Get some matching black adidas slides we all know that you want one (laughs) and just just let it be get in that sidecar and ride off into the sunset please um (laughs) so (laughs) the doctor he's like yeah i mean your sperm's like weird uh i did appreciate that he was like you know maybe drinking and the tight pants and the drugs that you're doing is probably affecting your sperm um so you know maybe take three months off of that didn't happen um so then the doctor leaves tom facetimes ariana and Ariana's telling this terribly sad story about like, you know, how her grandma Bonnie was like her best friend. Every time she would leave her, she would hug her extra tight because she knew like that might be the last time and how she's used to it. She lost her father. She lost her dog, Charlotte. And then she just says, I just want a break. <laughs> I want to so choke sad. him. And he's like so disingenuous. Like he's just so disengaged from her. Yeah. Like you don't care. Hi, <clears throat> <I> Dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> if I never hear that, like turning me off of the soup dumplings as we speak. <laughs> we had a very taco heavy episode because Allie and Sheena end up meeting up for tacos as well. And Sheena's like, you know, I'm really happy that Raquel feels okay with us hanging out. Flashback to Raquel telling uh, Sheena a lie, being like, oh, I heard that Allie said that I was the favorite one in the group. To which Allie goes, I don't see me and Raquel being best friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, you know, the friend group, it's really not normal to see an ex. But in this friend group, like, you're looking around and you're just like, nothing but exes. It's really <laughs> weird really weird well yeah and this way like you guys don't seem to have any concept of there are other people on this planet that you guys could stick your dicks into you guys live in a not small like i know that la can be a small town but it's not so small it's not that small it's really just you know i have to be honest my so i 
recently, I would say in the past like five years, I left my toxic codependent friend group mm-hmm. and we had been friends for like over 20 years and everybody, it was exactly like this, mm-hmm. like only dating within the group, virginities lost within the group, like yeah, very, and, and it, and it continues, like it's still like a snowball that collects more snow now. <laughs> And yeah. I'm so happy out of it, but it's like, I want to make fun of them, but I like, I, I do get how this happens. Oh, for sure. I definitely like the years of like 19 or 18 to 22. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Incestual. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's taking yeah, turn, you gotta, really. Yeah. You got to grow out of that. And you know why we're all friends now? Because they all married other people who had nothing to do with the situation. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how it works. Um, so then Sheena's like trying to stir the pot. She's like, Allie, tell me how you feel about the other girls. Like, cut the nice girl act. Let's get into it. So Allie's like, you know, it's been hard, like hearing the way they talk about Raquel. So Sheena asked, what have they said? And Allie's like, well, the other night I saw Tom and Raquel after see you next Tuesday at the Abbey. And then I told them and they were like, kind of like, oh, you know, that's kind of weird. It was 2 a.m. And then I mentioned it and Katie was like, oh, like Tom and Ariana have this like weird no rules thing or something. So Sheena, what do you mean? What do you mean they have a thing? <laughs> Allie's like, I don't know. That's just like kind of what Katie told me. But then later I told James and he was like, oh, I think they're in like in an open relationship. And so Sheena, they're two of my best friends. And this would be the first time I'm hearing it. And I don't believe it whatsoever. Why are you so mad? Sheena is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you mad at the concept of your friends being in an open relationship? Why would that make you mad? I love when she's like, it's just like insane to me that they hate her so much that they would <laughs> go as far as to say that she's in an open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Katie would even put that out there is disgusting. <laughs> Allie goes, okay, so would you be okay with Brock going to the club at 1 a.m. with Raquel? Yeah. Brock is like a big brother, just like Sandoval is like a big brother to Raquel. I would trust him in the same bed as her. <laughs> that moment, will she will wake up in cold sweats, cold sweats. <laughs> for the rest of her life hearing that. And I notice her her nails have been typing away, typing away. I will address this on my podcast on Friday. I will address this on the <laughs> like. Don't worry, you guys. I, know. I don't blame her because <laughs> you know you know yeah i mean i saw i saw the tweets i saw somebody say you it wouldn't be an episode of vanderpump rules without sheena being on the wrong side of an argument (laughs) (laughs) and it's so true it's so true and her for doing the work my thing is i part of you know what sheena's been saying since all this shit came out was that they found raquel and tom in bed with each other and mm. I'm wondering if she's saying this because that's already happened. Oh. Or if that was just like, maybe it was just a coincidence that she happened to say that. But they did say that they found them in bed together. You're right. God. <sighs> I'm, she must have been beating her face against the TV last night. I can't even <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. Oh, my God. So then Ellie's like, well, I didn't take it weird that she was with Sandoval. They were the ones who were kind of like, oh, now Raquel's with Sandoval. I'm like, well, Ellie, you did think it was weird. That's why you told everybody. But okay. Right. 
Um, but so then Sheena's like, okay, yeah, like you said, for them to say that they don't trust Raquel around their men, that Raquel's that type of person, that's not okay. So then Sheena says in a confessional, everyone just wants to find something wrong with Raquel. Everyone wants to think that Raquel is a girl that's after everyone else's man. And like, I would dance with Sandoval at the Abbey at 2.30 a.m. Like, I see nothing weird with that. And just because it's Raquel, now it's something else. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that, that's true. I, yeah. Like, I would trust you with my man. I would. I mean, I know that like people think that Eddie Sibrian of it all, but I would implicitly trust Sheena with Ariana's man. That wouldn't be weird to me. Exactly. Sheena is just that girl. She's like one of those, like, I'm one of the guys. Right. Of girls. You know what I mean? Right. It, to, okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I am now a full Sheena head. Same. Um, I'm part of the Sheena army. And <laughs> I will say that I understand her thought process in she's been the girl that's called a whore on this show she knows that lala has been called a whore on this show and i I think she's trying to like in real time be on the right side of history yeah i think she's also very mad at katie yeah and it's like well katie's making this into a big deal because she's got her feelings hurt exactly and um she's not really seeing like she just she just feels like Katie just wants to condemn Raquel any way she can and now she's just like trying to find ways to do it like any possible way uh which you know yeah god bless Sheena for like being a good friend I guess listen there's nobody in this group that I would rather be friends with in real like in real life Mm -hmm. because she is a down-ass bitch I agree oh my gosh so Sheena tells Allie if Ariana wasn't dealing with her grandma stuff I would text her right now what a sliding doors moment. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. So then she's like, Allie, just so you know, I am going to tell, I'm going to be making a beeline for Sandoval tomorrow. I'm going to be asking him about this. So Allie's like, yeah, okay. Everybody goes to the beach. We have this very brief moment where the guys pretend to be athletic because Brock bought a, Brock bought a football and they were like playing catch or they were trying to. Honestly, it looked like us on the beach trying to play with a football. I, yeah, yeah. Right. I think both of us would have done better than that. Like that was really <laughs> it's a really bad show um so katie and satchel bring katie and satchel are there lala and dom are there these boys with their long ass socks on the beach did you not cut your nails Dom? that's what i kept wondering like how hot is it on that beach is he just developing athlete's foot with those thick i can't even think about it i am so grossed out i (laughs) feet I Same. i'm like not a beach girl mm. just, oh god <laughs> do you think don is hot um i well the, would i fuck him yeah do i think he's hot <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah i would definitely a 1000 percent fuck him for sure but I'd probably be embarrassed by him. Like when he was like licking his lips and shit at Lala, <laughs> when after they went out together, I was so embarrassed. But I was like, God, that would work on me. <laughs> if you were like, oh, I see your your B tattoo, and he's like, oh, you want some of that honey? That would work on you, probably. Because personally, I would have walked right out of the Airbnb and locked the door and set it on fire. You're a better woman than me. That's why. 
kind of no grace and no class. <laughs> I can't take it. Oh, he makes me like he gives me so the ick so bad every time I look at him just because he's so like gross. Like he's, he's like ugh. he actually is disgusting. I just know myself, <laughs> but I'm a pathetic whore, and I would I end up talking. <laughs> and I feel you on that. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Satchel meet for the first time and I think Tom says something like you know I've I know it's sick but like I've been trying to picture the kind of person that Katie would be with wasn't him (laughs) was not Satchel Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um so then he's like he tries to make us feel bad about the prospect of like Satchel being in bed with the dogs whatever um Sheena the icon announces I'm going to get my son because this is the last day that I can tan before my laser appointment. But then she also <laughs> uses this as an opportunity to talk to Sandoval. She's a <laughs> woman. She's a mother. I love Sheena. <laughs> a mother, an investigator, a wife, <laughs> and an advocate for sun health. Okay. <laughs> yes. A former restaurateur. <laughs> oh my God. And current vlogger. Okay. Um, yeah. So, have you ever watched one of her vlogs? Um, yes, I have. Yeah, there are I'm a, I'm a vlog girl. You know that. Are you still? I live, yeah, I live for a vlog. Yeah, I do. Hey, who are your favorite vloggers of of 2023 or of today? Um, I'm are gonna, you like a family is, vlog person. Oh God, no! I do not watch family <laughs> vlogs at all. You know, I actually still really. I think that Image Chamberlain is still doing vlogs better than anybody else. Oh, interesting. Yeah, her um, her coffee. I have not. I have not. But I really support Emma Chamberlain. I like her a lot. I think she gets it. Um, her Paris vlogs are really great, and she her dad edits them. And he's a really great like film editor, so they're like really put together well. Oh, is she like a nepo? Um, I don't know if her parents are wealthy. They seem very normal, mm. but they're just like art dorks. Okay. Okay. Interesting. You know yeah well the girls are not going up for um her canned coffee i'm seeing like tiny blonde brunettes you know just like throwing up in every tiktok just like yeah follow it so sipping it in the car and then frowning (laughs) you saw the one you saw it oh yeah (laughs) so okay after this sheena's like i'm shaking tom i'm shaking she goes last night i had drinks with Allie, and last week Allie did a girls night and i guess she told them that you and raquel went to the abbey together and then katie said well now raquel's going after sandoval and he's like i just think it's funny because you say that because like oh my god dude the hatred towards raquel what the the spin bad weather tornado spin the truth destroy (laughs) that's what he's doing i know and all i could think of is jack's saying like well tom isn't even a good liar like mm. he's not he's a terrible liar just blown this shit wide open in 45 seconds i <laughs> i know i know jacks would have stomped over there like godzilla and fucking handled it <laughs> he would have been like oh um Brittany, do you think that I should maybe like accidentally call Ariana and like we can have a conversation? She just overhear me. <laughs> like that's some shit with Jack. I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> like if Tom even looked at him wrong, he'd be like, "Oh, you know what, Ariana? 
He was at the Abbey. Did you know that? <laughs> like, He's cheating on you with Raquel, so. This would have been one episode. Literally. <laughs> this whole shit would have been one episode. Um, so anyway, Rick, Sheena, like, takes the bait because now she's like, yeah, I feel like Katie's trying to do this, like, she's taking this so far to throw fucking Tom and Ariana under the bus with her. And Sandoval goes, exactly. (gasps) (laughs) And then he goes at the fucking Abbey. We know everybody there. It's not a place that I would like take a secret fucking rendezvous. And then he says in a confessional, it's annoying that Katie would say something like that. Like it's insulting, not only to just me, huh? But Ariana as well. Raquel and I were like not dancing close in a dark corner of like a speakeasy. It was a bunch of us just went to the Abbey. Two of those people had to be Raquel, happened to be Raquel and I. Like, you would think that for somebody gallivanting around on a TV show, having seen all of his friends' lives implode, I just, I don't understand reality stars who don't learn. Mm-hmm from watching themselves on tv especially for over a decade right right i just don't get it do you think that they were trying to do like a hiding in plain sight thing at this point yeah i guess that would have to be the only the only thing that would make sense because he tried to say on howie mandel that they like kissed and then there was like he tried to suggest that there was a period of time where they were like not physical with each other. Or maybe short said that, that there was like a period of time that they were not physical with each other. And it was like more of an emotional affair or that's what Sandoval told him at least. I can't. I can't. It had to have been a hiding in plain sight thing, or they must've just thought like, if people see us out together, they're not going to think it's weird. They're going to think, like, they're going to think that it's, like, a Sheena thing. Right. Like, I'll be able to spin this and say, I feel like he thinks that he's done enough work as far as establishing that they have, a like, a platonic thing that he mm-hmm. thinks if they somebody saw them, they wouldn't think it was weird. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's kind of the narrative that's coming out now, is that, like, yeah, it was just, like, it wasn't that weird that they hung out like that, because he does that with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. like me and Shana would hang out like that like he and I'm sure he's gonna he's been waiting for the moment where he had to like compare it to Sheena right right oh god so Sheena's like well people already say shit about your guys's relationship what what Sheena what do they say what do they say what are what expand on that girl She's like, people say, people already say shit about you and Ariana's relationship and it pisses me off. But then she said that like you and Ariana, like she didn't use the term open relationship, but you know, the Sandoval was like, that's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, but you know, if it was true, like you and Brock want to come over when she gets back. Yeah. Disarming. You know. Yeah. And that's how he confuses her she's like yeah you know like i do love an ariana makeout sash and then he she totally forgets it completely disarmed her was not barely even trying like oh my god it was so that was really that had to be really tough for her to watch i can't like knowing what we are looking at are you finding it increasingly hard to believe that this didn't come out earlier yeah <laughs> yes, one thousand percent. I, I don't get it. 
I don't get, well, like I understand this particular situation because there's a lot of smoke, but Ariana's not there. She literally does not know what any of this is going on, right? But like, I don't know, maybe after this situation, they tightened it up and we're like, oh, let's, you know, I don't know. Like maybe they just got lucky that Ariana happened to be out of town. Maybe she would have felt very differently had she seen this happen in real time. I don't know. I almost feel like I feel like Ariana I think that she kind of is also convinced at this point like that like they they have this platonic like I think that he really has convinced her that yeah. he can be friends with women. Yeah. And that he's like above you know, he's not like a normal guy. He's so in tune with his sexuality. He's so comfortable with himself. He can have friendships with women. And like, you know, the way that I just, oh God, it's so fucking dark-sided. It really is. And I mean, the truth of it is she's still in this mode where like, she's thinking that there, you know, was kind of a thing between Schwartz and Raquel. So yeah, exactly. why would she think anything differently? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Oh my God. So then... Um, we go back over to the group and James is telling Schwartz like, oh, I'm flying out to Atlanta next week for the Imagine Fest. And Tom goes, is this like a big deal? Like, is it bigger than Richella? James goes, a big funny joke. Ha ha. So Tom's like, oh, it was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. And James goes, it was a horrible joke. And then in a confessional, he goes, it's like, let's remind you of the darkest thing that you went through last year. And let's put that in the same sentence as the happiest fucking thing that you've worked hard for your entire life to get to. And it's like, what a fucking demented piece of shit would say something. <laughs> he really goes in. Oh my God. So then James tells Tom, it's an actual real life music festival. And Tom's like, I'm hyped for you. And he goes, no, you're not. You're not hyped for me, bro. Shut the fuck up. You make these stupid jokes on the side, but look at your own life. And I don't make jokes about that. <laughs> so it was so sad because you know James just wanted to have like a moment of triumph. Yeah, for somebody to do that's cool, and that's it. Yeah. That's so exciting. Keep it at that. Good for you. You really have done it. You've turned it around. Yeah. You did not have to bring that up at all. So then, you know, Raquel's like, what's wrong with Schwartz's life? And James is like, this guy still hasn't opened up his fucking shithole bar on the corner of Silver Lake and Poop Hole Village. By the way, I'm just talking about my festival that I've worked hard to get to, and it's not funny. It's a joke. <laughs> Making a joke about my old proposal. <laughs> We're here at the beach, and I've gotten everybody together. I was like, it's a bad joke. <laughs> I brought everybody here for a beach day, and <laughs> here you are <laughs> making jokes about me. Tom again says, it was a bad joke. And James goes, ha ha, it's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Go make another fucking joke. And then he goes to throw his drink in his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i loved that now i will say on watch what happens live james is asked if that was too overboard and he goes you know what the cameras didn't see is that i actually poured out half my beer before i threw it in his face so i was really being a gentleman <laughs> i mean who amongst us has not wanted to throw a drink at tom and also he loves to throw a drink it's Hello. like hello this is amazing it's like that was so therapeutic to watch for everybody get her for me yeah again 
I he deserve he's been deserving this for over a decade at this point. Exactly. So I'm totally fine. <laughs> I don't I don't think it was an overreaction at all. Leave me alone and shut the fuck up. So then James is like, you hurt my feelings every time I fucking see you. What was your pro- proposal again? Oh yeah, you did it fucking rock and rally. It's a fucking bar on sunset, you fucking nerd. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's like, let's go see the water. Does anybody want to go to the beach? <laughs> Poor Charlie. <laughs> She's really queen. I love her. I love her. She's not mother yet, but she's sister. Totally. Yeah, she's sister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then Tom very limply is like, James, if you ever do that again, it's not going to be fucking good for you. Don't ever throw a fucking drink on me or I'm not going to fucking put you in a headlock. What are you, 15? I know. Like, you are such an emasculated fucking Ken doll. Like, you, like, you, he is the most pathetic man I've ever witnessed on TV. Like, just that moment alone is so telling of who he is. He's terrified. That's the best he could do. I'll put you in a headlock. (laughs) I'll put you in a headlock. Oh my god. And then I love James. Like, all right, let's see you try fat boy. (laughs) Put me in a headlock. I'll get fucking out of it in two seconds. You're not fucking faster and stronger than me. Okay. (laughs) Wait till you see the videos of me DJing. Wait till you see the crowd I'm in front of. Fuck you. Oh, James <laughs> has also left with Charlie. They're out by the water. Allie's humiliated. She's like, George made a bad joke, but he should not have thrown a drink at him. I have been asking James since Mexico if he was cool with Tom. He's been swearing. I, it's my friend. We're fine. We're great. But then one little comment. That's what we got. So Allie says in a confessional. I think I've been so trusting that everything he's been telling me he means and that he has moved on and he does love me and he's ready. But then it's so hard to believe that when you see actions like this and it's like, get over it or don't get over it, but then don't have a new girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, girl. (laughs) He's been displaying these, uh, (laughs) he's been displaying this for quite some time. And like, I like Allie, but Sweetie, you entered a relationship with him a week and a half after his engagement. There are going to be some growing pains that you're going to have to get through. Like, I mean, if you want to act like impatient, then break up with him. Right. Sorry, I meant to say poor Allie, not poor Charlie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, this poor girl. Like, I, it's just so... And also, like, enough people have warned you. Like, Lala really gave you a good, full, head-to-toe this is what you should look out for crying on that catamaran like you seem like a really good person i don't want you to get hurt like at the beginning of a scary movie literally (laughs) i'm warning you (laughs) she's like for some reason it seems like james might not be totally over his ex um babe you think (laughs) you think yeah yeah come on now like Maybe we don't move in with people a month after knowing them. Right. What did what did your card say about that, Allie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you pull a card before you moved into his apartment? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what did the card say? <laughs> Every card she pulls is the jester, like juggling. <laughs> Hangman. 
upside down hangman. <laughs> oh my god. Um so oh god. So by the way, Christina Kelly, Lala, Katie, Satchel, the Dom, they're all still there. They just have not said anything this whole time. Like right. might as well not even be there. <laughs> but their jaws agape. <laughs> so James says that uh Schwartz I don't want to hear any more jokes about Rachella especially when you're making out with her and she's your new best friend so Sandoval asked James why are you so insecure about that like you really maybe should be insecure about me because I'm fucking her but anyway James is like I'm not like you're just comparing it to my stupid stupid engagement <laughs> Raquel's like it wasn't stupid <laughs> James it wasn't stupid James like it's the dumbest proposal I've ever thought of in my life I wish I could take it back I wish I could take it all back. Especially now because I'm so happy and I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in and it doesn't compare at all to my old relationships. And I've never been happier and she's more beautiful than my ex anyway. <laughs> I, I wasn't even really in love with you, okay? I love Ali so much. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Biggest dodge bullet ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, God, then... Tom is like, well, I thought it was funny. I stand by my joke. And finally, Lala speaks up and is like, mm, I don't think James is mad about those comments. It's about you two acting a damn fool at her wedding. So then Tom goes, Sandoval says, we've got two single people. And Lala goes, oh, shut the fuck up, Sandoval. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said it. <laughs> Somebody said it. And then she says, well, I have a hard time believing that Ariana would be okay with you making out with, like, Christina Kelly. I think that would hit a little too close to home. And then here we go. I think if Ariana and I broke up, I'd be like, Ariana, make out with whoever you want to. You want to make out shorts? You want to hook up with him? That sucks, but you gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what you say when you've already fucked somebody else. Exactly. I wouldn't care. Go do it do it yeah. now i support you <laughs> okay yes. thank you so much bitch oh god so lala actually goes you know what i actually do believe you on that sandoval because you were bumping peepees with ariana while you're still with Kristen. well i do believe that you would say that. so time goes when me and Kristen broke up she was fucking james in my fucking apartment james goes oh that was fucking 10 years ago get over it man. for a nice beach day that's all i'm doing all I wanted was a nice beach day to announce my residency in Vegas. <laughs> I'm opening for Cascade in front of 30,000 people at a pool party. <laughs> I mean, you see the pictures, you know it's true. <laughs> Don't see the fact that he's way, way up higher on the market than me. I'm right. I'm, below. <laughs> I'm in the fine print, but I'm there. <laughs> Oh God! So then he's like, "I don't. I'm over this. I don't even give a shit if she's like fucking him. I don't care. I, you know, I, I, Tom's just not going to sit there and make these stupid jokes. Tom again. It was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. So then they actually dap each other up because James is like, "What else can I say? I can't throw anything else on him. I already called him fat boy and a loser. So right, I'm done. <laughs> so." Tom says in the confessional that he probably just said that to escape his own awkwardness. But, you know, if you dig a little deeper, him and Raquel, their breakup is still pretty fresh. Why do you have to dig that deep? You know when they broke no, up. That's sort of the whole thing that we're dealing yeah. with here. You don't have to dig deep for that. It's, right it's actually right on the surface. 
Yeah. <laughs> no digging at all. <laughs> right. Required uh, barely any thought, actually. Yeah. And you could also apply that to your relationship and understand yeah. why Katie might be pissed off. Very but. much that. Uh, anyway, um, Katie and Lala are whispering about how, like, we want to get out of here. Let's just go. They're like, uh, hey, guys, we're just going to go to a drink, go to a bar real quick to get one drink. Don't follow us, please. <laughs> we're packing up all of our stuff and leaving. <laughs> so, um, James asks Allie if she's good. She's like, yeah, I'm good. You're not good. And so James goes, I'm good. How about you ask him if I'm okay? She's like, I don't need to ask you if you're okay. I know you're not. I just saw that you're not okay. <laughs> So James Just stop embarrassing yourself. Everybody's embarrassed. <laughs> I love that. He goes, you're squinting at me like you're not on my side. <laughs> Charlie's like, yeah, it was awkward for her. I mean, you threw a drink on somebody. James goes, well, next time we hang out, Tom won't make a stupid joke like that. Now he goes, well, the way you acted was a joke. And so Charlie's like, um, I'm going to go to work. I think I got to go to work now. Bye guys. <laughs> Have a good beach day. <laughs> uh so Christina tells everybody, "Oh, I got a text from Lala to meet her." So then she ends up bringing everybody, and Katie and Lala are like, "Christina Kelly, ma'am, this is not what we wanted. Just you, <laughs> just you." Right. Katie's like, "I'm feeling dark energy. I'm feeling dark energy right now." And here's where Tom schwartz who clearly is still in his feelings about the james situation is like oh i'm gonna be mean to somebody else katie you ready so he's like oh uh because obviously she's upset but she's not actually saying anything he's just watching her right he's like oh uh, you have an air katie you have an air <laughs> what do you want her to do about that sir he's like you you have this act when you hang out you know and then she's like what are you talking about and then he does this thing where he just like diary of the mouth doesn't even try to like whisper he's just looking over at tom schwartz like see i'm so happy i'm not with her so happy i'm not with katie my god i don't miss her in any way shape or form what is all this energy for like wow you really told her and and got all your licks back like shut the fuck up (laughs) and like no she doesn't have to like talk to you Like, I don't know what makes him think, like, if I were her, the way that my skin would start to bubble when I see fucking bouncing over to me to, like, have some stupid dope, dopey fucking Teletubby interaction with his hand over his mouth. Like, just go fuck off. For real. Just go away. For real. Like, not talk to me, Katie. Katie, hi, it's me. We can say hi to each other. Or not. Or not. Because actually... I was trying to escape the mess that you just created by making out with somebody else. Like, why would she want to like sit there and watch you guys go back and forth over the situation again? Right. Why would she want to do that? She's trying to hang out with her new man. Leave her alone. Go away from me with this Apollo. <laughs> like, truly. And to act like she's like some bitch for the choices that he made is truly wild. So then, oh, did you notice that Raquel really quickly slid next to Sandoval during this time? Real real stealth, even though there was an empty seat elsewhere, I noticed. I can't, I can't with her. So then they're like, okay, let's just go to the bar. Tom takes James and Schwartz takes James and Raquel aside 
like I want to apologize for what I said because it was a lame ass joke and James is like honestly I don't want to talk about this in front of Raquel so she gets pissed off but James says in a confessional this has nothing to do with Raquel I just wish for once that they would be happy for me instead of throwing these low blow digs so James tells him Tom nothing about this is funny nothing about what you said was little it's actually a huge deal for me it's humongous and James gets emotional and confessional and he's like yep just like in one little sentence Schwartz had to say that like finally I have something good going I'm happy I've got my magic festival coming up and you just like like throw this in my face like it's like honestly poor James I want to just him <laughs> so bad I know Ian la mammy titty him just be like it's okay. literally <laughs> it's not your fault be loving <laughs> 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 oh my god you really like go get Raquel and just yell you let a penis penetrate your friendship <laughs> <laughs> I don't do abusive conversations <laughs> is that what you want let me tell you something I'm never gonna get it <laughs> she's she's a wild woman that Ayala Van Zandt everything <laughs> A menace an absolute menace so then tom's like you know i can be a little callous but i'm a nice fucking guy and this is when lala walks up and she goes what are you guys talking about and immediately tom is like hands over the mouth like oh well i made a cheap joke you know i don't i forget that people don't operate like me so james turns to lala and he goes this is unacceptable back me up and lala goes i agree with you but also, and James is like, no, no buts. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm actually going to like build on what, what you said. So Tom says, he drew a th- drink on my face. We're even now. And Lala goes, no, no, no. You are so far from even. You need a fucking fist in your face, bro. A hundred percent. And I think she's right. Yeah. I mean, we I we don't condone violence here, but some people need their ass beat. And Tom Schwartz has got to be on that list. She's 1,000% right, and she has every right to be weirded out by him hanging out with Randall. Abso-fucking-lutely. Like, it's so selfish that your need to play fucking pickleball usurps whatever she told you. Like, there's something about a woman telling Tom to do something, and he's like, well, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Bye. And (laughs) And then when I get in trouble, I'll just giggle. Yeah, or blame it on you. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have asked me to do that thing in the first place. Yeah. Maybe you should have thought about that. <laughs> you know, I'm down on myself right now and I'm in the dumps and have low self-esteem. Yeah. I'm getting a divorce. Oh. <laughs> Trying to get my shorts back. <laughs> oh God. He makes me sideshow Bob. Like, just, ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Lala says in a confessional, I have a lot of feelings towards shorts. I resent him for hanging out with Randall Emmett kissing Raquel and then Katie made it quite clear that it would affect her I see right through his little I'm a basset hound I'm nervous fingers in my mouth nervous fingers in my mouth I can't talk fuck you dog I loved her for that live for that moment <sighs> that's the only time I'm gonna let you say dog that was your one for the year right. <laughs> and that's it <laughs> go ahead and have that one moment Lala. go ahead <laughs> go ahead it served its purpose we're gonna put it back in the vault for 2024 and then you get right oh so lala tells tom guess what i think talking to you is like talking to a farm animal 
And then Tom goes, Lala, you know what? You're the personification of a sponsored Instagram post. You're the corniest human being in the whole entire place. Now, I just did a quick scan of the people in that restaurant. That can't possibly be true. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of a lot of cutoff tank tops. <laughs> He's like, give them um, Lala? What's that even mean? It's like, okay, at least she is like, she's done something with this platform aside from open a fucking restaurant that I, you have no real stake in like so do you think that you two are the only people named tom in this world thank you and do you really think that people believe that you're the mastermind behind anything going on there when you had an anxiety attack <laughs> simply bartending once well, somebody asked you for one glass of wine and you left you fled <laughs> you literally ran away literally we saw the footage. <laughs> like nobody thinks that you are that like Gordon Ramsay all of a sudden. Just so you know. Uh, hello. I mean, he's truly something else. Who the fuck is Lala? I'm ten thousand times the human being you'll ever be. Where? 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 Here's all of it. <laughs> Who are you? Like what? Who the fuck is Tom Schwartz? let's ask that question who who are you sir right who are you lala goes open a bar and then i'll be impressed with you and tom goes why don't you get some more plastic surgery you don't know who you are good one good Good one one. classic like dumb dopey straight boy like you've had work done yeah fully like slut shaming look at your lips look at your hair you look like a kardashian (laughs) good one Right. <sighs> okay, so then Lala follows him to the table because she's like, yo, let me break this down. Let me break down something for you real fucking quick. Call me when you have a business. You're broke. You're a fucking loser. You're 40 years old. Look at yourself. So Tom keeps saying, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't know you. Look at yourself. You're like bootleg housewife. Look at those lips. Ugh. Cool. No, <laughs> Literally ugly. fights like a 15 year old. I know. Like, I can truly, I can hear, like, replace Lala with his brothers, and this is... <laughs> right. This is how he's been arguing his whole life. Did he not call Sheena a bootleg Kardashian at one point? Like, he we've did. all heard these before, okay? He did. We don't... And it wasn't that funny the first time, okay? It wasn't that funny. Um. So then he has the nerve... She's like, you know, don't, what I've been through in a year will put you in your fucking grave. Don't you dare come for my fucking business. That shit feeds my daughter every day. And then he's like, oh no, you're a good mom, Lala. Lala, come back with a mouthful of chicken. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that part, Lala. You're a great like, mom. Come oh. back. This chicken's really good. <laughs> it would have taken awful. everything in me to not bludgeon him. I would have, in that moment, I would have stabbed him. I know it. I know it. I would have been giving him. <laughs> Right in the side. Mm-hmm. Right in the side. Twisted it. <laughs> so then Tom says to Sandoval, I think I've had a chip on my shoulder about Lala ever since that text. The one that she told you that you were cut out of her life because she couldn't have people hanging out with her weirdo ex-husband. Who was like involved in a like scandal. Yeah. Like an assault scandal. Like. He- LA Times wrote a piece on this man. 
while he was being Weinsteined. Yeah. And you were going to play fucking pickleball because you're so pathetic. But you got a chip on your shoulder about what? Her holding you account? The way that like he takes people hold women holding him accountable as like like a slight against him. Right. It's so weird. It makes absolutely no sense. It's just so, it's so frustrating to watch. And for you to be like, because she sent that text message, something about her rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It's because she's holding your balls to the fire and you don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. But somehow that makes her a one dimensional human being. And I don't know her. And what's even a Lala? Oh, Tom Sandoval is like, maybe she needs to go to therapy. And maybe she needs to start with uh, the fact that her name's Lala. As if people don't have fucking nicknames. Both of your names are Tom. Do you know what your full names are? (laughs) They're both Thomas. Both of you. What are we talking about? Let's start there. Like, please. (laughs) please don't act like you haven't contemplated a stage name tom don't do it Uh, hello i saw you in a full scottish brogue doing the fucking 500 miles song in miranda sings red sequin pants so don't tell me don't talk to me about not knowing who you are okay it was only a mere what four two or three seasons ago that you had white hair extensions joe simpson hello hello mickey rourke hi (laughs) And, oh and now you're like fully fledged, leaned all the way into a Corey Feldman era. Hello. A Corey Feldman era? <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh. Oh my God. The nerve, the gall, the audacity, the gumption of a man in a Corey Feldman era. <laughs> you're paying people tens of thousands of dollars to play in your cover band but she doesn't know who she is right hmm. you don't even play original songs hey, thank you <laughs> you write one to save your life and you, know you are whoever whatever song is playing you're 15 people on stage at night so <laughs> right. talk about that okay um so then Lala goes over to Katie's like yo your ex is so out of line he's making fun of my face he's calling me corny let me know when you have a business that I can walk in and fucking order, loser. And Katie's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she sounds about right. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so then at this point, Jay, somehow somebody ordered like a big ass tiki drink. James gets it. There's like a middle part that has like some kind of liquid. So he's like, oh, I want to drink out of the middle. And he's sharing it with uh, Allie. Somehow he gets a straw in his eye but i think he thinks it's like 151 as sandoval tells him he's like rushing him to the bathroom like you gotta get that out of your eye man wash your eye it's 151 the noise james made when it went in his eye when he went hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com He's running to the bathroom like, no, bro. It's like the Dude, worst thing that ever happened to him. Everyone proof alcohol. That's what that is. The way that man did a blood curdling scream and like maybe one person looked at him. I know, poor Jay. The way that I would absolutely swaddle and I, I would be <laughs> the like I would like, be nurturing James to the point of like mother darling him. Like it would be dandy <laughs> American horror story. Yeah, you know that picture of like Kevin Hart, the ladies holding him. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm picturing. I would have violently knocked everybody out of the way for James, and I would have flushed his eye <laughs> in the arms of an angel. <laughs> Move! <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> he comes back from the. Well, he at first says in a confession. Well. I guess I set, my, set myself up for that one. Karma's a bitch. I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so then he goes back and he's like, Allie, I heard you laughing at me in the bathroom while I was calling out for you. <laughs> she gets real brassy all of a sudden. She's like, yeah, no one was enjoying you making a fool out of yourself. And then when James goes, well, I guess I'll just sit then. She goes, yeah, please shut up. She's like staring her little drink. <laughs> <laughs> sit down and shut the fuck up, James. It's <laughs> like, what's happening today (laughs) (laughs) right like what is going on today oh my god sheena appears out of nowhere and honestly i don't really know where she was going with this because she was like lala i have a question if a good friend was hooking up with you and then oliver and you guys both like oliver and then would you have told her something or would you have told her to ask more questions like i don't know what what the point was honestly Just stare in the pot. Just just ask the direct question, girl. I don't have time for this. So Lala tells Raquel, I don't think you were in the wrong at all with Oliver. Like, people tell you things and you believe him. Oliver told you he, you were that he was single. You believed him. There are mistresses and home records and all that shit. You're not one. Not yet, anyway. Um, so then <laughs> Raquel says, Katie. The one thing that I want to address with you, Katie's like, what? (laughs) What? James is like, I'm getting up, bye. Like, I don't want to do this. Raquel's like, I I don't think making out with people considers me a whore. Katie says, I was very, very clear about it. I gave you an opportunity to prove to me that you aren't that person. Guess who's the first person to speak up for Raquel? Wow. Little bitch. Little bitch with the uh, summer camp necklace on his neck for whatever reason. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And we're off. The way this man has ruined white nail polish for me. Oh my God. And as we're heading into the summer, 
<laughs> How dare. How dare. <laughs> uh, to, to do this to a black woman. Honestly, it's sick. <laughs> what else am I going to do? Get enough? <laughs> oh, he's diabolical. So then he's like, you know, uh, so what, Katie? We've got to approve everything through you. And Katie goes, shut up. Shut the fuck up. And Tom goes, you know what? Ariana's not very happy with you right now, by the way. And she's like, why? He goes, you know why. You know exactly what you said. What is it? You know why you don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. So what is it, Tom? You know what you did. Okay. Lauren Conrad. So apparently, um, he's like, you know, apparently because me and Raquel went to the Abbey that like, that's apparently where our secret rendezvous is. And Lala goes, yeah, well, yeah. She said she saw you two at the Abbey together. So in a confessional, a producer goes to Tom Sandoval. Does anything physical ever happen between you and Raquel? And he says, no. Nothing has happened between Raquel and I. Like, nothing that that wouldn't happen between, like, you know, like, me and, like, like me and Katie. <laughs> like, imagine him trying to lie to you. oh my god so then sandoval says like let's bring Allie in here and katie's like what did i say to you that you interpreted as like tom and katie are in an open relationship like where did that go left so Allie's like well i told you i saw raquel and sandoval at the abbey and all i remember you saying is like if it's not public knowledge and they don't care so Katie says in a confessional that what she was trying to explain was that Tom and Ariana don't keep each other on leashes. They don't have rules. But then also her opinion of Raquel couldn't be lower at this point. So then she says, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if Tom and Ariana do have an open relationship, Ariana knows nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just sick about this whole thing. Think about it. My stomach was name i just can't so sandoval gets really activated towards katie's like katie you don't take accountability ever and the truth is when you and shorts broke up he would talk about like your breakup as though it's like oh you know it happened and i'm sad i fucked up here i fucked up there but you talk about it and you're like i was left no choice and it's fucking heartbreaking to me bro why (laughs) like And the way that Katie perfectly called it out of him, just like, this is what he does. Like, mm-hmm. he's always done for 10 years. For one thing, because it's a great scapegoat, but also, like I said earlier, because who does he resent more in this world than anybody? It's Katie, yep. the person who cons- who constantly comes between him and his man. And who emasculate, in his opinion, emasculates and treats his lover terribly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the way that he gets so violent with her about Tom and the way that Katie has had to deal with this man in her marriage yeah. every day for years. Yep. Still does. Still does. Yeah. <laughs> Even right now. And yeah, the 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 switch from like whatever happened between like you know what Allie said and like how what does this have to do with how she handled her relationship post you know like what does that have to do with what happened with Allie 
what did that have to do with what Allie said or saw? Right. right. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. Who cares? Like it, She's completely right. Because in a confessional, Katie says, whenever Sandoval has any heat or pressure applied to him, it's his go-to. To then go around and say, like, what about you? You're never accountable for anything. Tom says, I made mistakes with Ariana all the time. You know, and I and I say it like I fucked up. Like, you don't ever say that or do that. Like, you should want to be with somebody for you shouldn't want to be with somebody for who you want them to be. You should want to be with them for like who they are. Well, she's divorcing him. Right. So that's problem solved. <laughs> and just you have you got him. Like you won. Yeah. One, you got Tom. Like you got him from me. Yeah. Run off into the sunset and go but he can't do anything else because that would like he he can't like sir what are you talking right you have nothing to do with anything what is what does this have to do with like you make mistakes with Ariane all the time and you're about to you're about to bring your girlfriend over to your house to spend the night as we see in the in the preview like what are you talking about what are you talking the about? Is absolutely wild. This is a really interesting season to watch to know to like be ahead of the lie already and mm-hmm. see how Tom has been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. You know, and we've fallen for it. And I'm the first to admit, you know, I like loved Tom. I was like Same. such a Tom uh, apologist. Like it's just wild. He's so like sinister so very and so like maybe like the worst midlife crisis i've ever witnessed like yeah it's just that whole interview was so gross and i just truly like i thank him for doing that because this is just a story that like you've been crafting since like august and it's not gotten any better. Doesn't right. make more sense. Certainly doesn't justify any of your behavior towards Ariana. It's shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. You would think some of the plot holes would have been filled in over <laughs> this time. Mm-hmm. At least one. Right. But all we could come up with is uh, Ariana was depressed. And then I made her go to therapy. And then she got better. Bitch. But then it was too late. <laughs> What a monster. Right. And he definitely chose Howie Mandel because obviously he knew Howie had no context and like he would be able to like softball the answers, you know? Mm-hmm. I really want to know like how many and who, which podcasts have asked Sandoval to come on the show? I know. I'm dying to know. Because the answer is literally all of them. And he chose Howie Mandel. Yeah. It's like, Okay, we know what you're doing, girl. I did not ask Sandoval to come on my podcast. Just let the <laughs> record like that. Wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so, ooh, I would really be curious to know, like, who was like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send that email. See what happens. I'd really like to know. Uh, but I would just want to get into what happened at Watch What Happens Live because it was a very good episode. Mm. Like we were talking about before, uh, yeah, James got some go-go juice before beforehand, and he was ready. He was ready to go. Yeah, he had um, a little Andy's office beforehand. <laughs> just a little, just a little. Um, so he, what did he say? Oh, um, they Andy asked him what 
like were you surprised or did you see any signs that maybe Raquel had been into Sandoval beforehand she's like oh yeah she's always been a really big fan of him um but he never thought anything of it like he was very insistent on the fact that like this was not something that he saw coming like yeah I heard the girls talking about it they all suspected something but I literally did not He, he maintained that the whole time so then Andy asked James if he thinks anything about the mom mentality. He's been asking like every Vanderpumper, like, what do you guys think about people like having such a big reaction to it? Do you think that they should stop? Right. And he goes, look, this is, we're in a mob mentality. This is where we are these days. Like there's mobs. He says, there's cancel culture. And I mean, if you do something outrageous, you should expect people to be outraged. That was a great quote from him. Uh, yeah. I, I thought so too. Um, so then he asked, like, do you feel any empathy for Raquel considering how in love you were? And he keeps making these faces like, come on, <laughs> I don't want to talk about her. But he's basically just like, I'm busy. OK, like I, I, I'm not like reading about Scandival all day. Like maybe I wake up in the morning and like I'll read about it first first thing in the morning. But, you know, then I go on with my day. I got my girlfriend, my cat. Um, what did you say? I said in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what happened after? Oh, Andy asked him if um, he thinks that Sandoval and Raquel will last. And he's like, I hope so. (laughs) Then he goes, just think about the dreams that they're going to have in each other's heads and all the traumatic shit that they're going to go through. (laughs) (laughs) And "And if they can survive each other, then that's the hats off to them. I wish them both luck. (laughs) Oh my God. And then he tells a story of like how he found out because Andy was like, okay, when did you find out? He's like, I didn't find out until that day, until everything happened. He said that he saw Sandoval a couple of days before the uh, Sheena, uh, Sheena, what's her name? Sheena Raquel, watch what happens live when that day that everything went down. Um, but he had seen T- Sandoval at some kind of like rehearsal space and he was like acting super chill. And he was like, in hindsight, I cannot believe how cool he was you know hours leading up to getting caught um and then he says that he got a text from ariana at one o'clock in the morning but he didn't see it till 7 30 he didn't say what she said but he said his response was which tom and she said mine and he was like i was like oh my god this is like april 1st am i being pranked and i actually looked at the calendar i checked (laughs) 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 i didn't believe her she was right Oh my god. Um so in the preview, did you see the preview? No. Troy? Oh my god. They've already uh previewed like the first 7 minutes. I'll just give you a little cliff notes. Um uh Ken Todd shuffles in is like, "I can't believe Raquel was spending the night with Sandoval." Oh, oh wait. Think? Okay. Okay. I did see Yes, I did see this. Hello. Yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> I can't believe the news that has come about. Um, recording Raquel and Tom, and then he literally, <laughs> literally just like walks out the the next door. Like, what, sir? You have to be better. You've been on TV too long. We we have to have an easier transition for this. I, I'm just like, I have so many questions about. Is this were we supposed to see all of this? Like, what was the story going to be had this shit not come out? Would this still have been a storyline? Like Ariana or like, you know, Tom and Raquel, how big of a storyline do we think this would have been 
Well, I think that once they, because obviously we've never seen where they had to like, um, you know, put put the cameras back up, right? But the thing is, people keep saying that, but the thing is like, this is all footage that was there. This is OG footage. So like, maybe right. people are saying things differently in the talking heads, but like, all of this, most of this shit happened in real time. So yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it would have been maybe one of those little storylines that they were like, this could be something, you right. know, this could turn into something. But I'm sure that they had no idea that it would become like what it did. But I, I definitely think, think that they like had to have gotten together and like figured out what the what what is this what is this turning into now? Like meetings were had, right? Right. There had to have been. And that leads me to like the people in production. What it, what were their suspicions? What 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 do you do when you have like this kind of footage and you're like, I don't know what to do with this girl? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. I I'm I'm very, very curious. I wish like we could pay for like the original edit <laughs> and what we're seeing now. But I want to see the differences. Honestly, it will go down as some of the the most sought after um, unseen footage in internet history. <laughs> no, for real, for real. And you know what? Like, I had a friend who works in editing, and he told me like how the whole process works. And man, they do not get footage like you think they would. Like he told me that when it gets to the editing process, like the producers are one who create the storyline, right? So he right. said, for example, like if there if there was like a two hour lunch filmed, that by the time they get it, it's like fifteen minutes. Of footage that they only have access to and then they just have to work with that footage and just kind of like whittle it down from there and so if there's like a flashback or something that needs to be put in then it's like all of that footage is put into a vault that needs to be taken out and then you have to go back like it's a very exhaustive process so i don't know where i was going with that but um Wait, oh yeah imagine... oh no go 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 you go finish no no, no you got <laughs> can you imagine being a producer and you get the footage of them at like a lunch or something and all of the footage is Raquel being like can I get the salad the shrimp salad but <laughs> does the shrimp salad come with the shrimp like on the salad or is it like on the side of it and that's the footage <laughs> here you go to make it work. <laughs> so yeah I just like I just feel Confused because when we saw that trailer that dropped after the scandal, they showed this clip where everybody was like, Oh, Allie saw you guys at the Abbey. And I thought this was like a scene that they had filmed after the fact, like after everybody knew. And they were like, Oh, now building the pieces together to confront Tom about it. But no, they knew before this. So I'm just very confused. Uh That's interesting. Now you, I had like wasn't really thinking too much about it, but now, now I'm gonna be down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. You, I, I gotta go back and look at the mid season trailer now, because, and also like, what was the original mid season trailer? Maybe that's the real question. Well, whatever it was, I mean, they better think they're fucking. All of them better be grateful that Tom is such a piece of shit and that he uh, did this because it has truly <laughs> saved their uh, dying show. Uh, listen, y'all just realized you got two years worth of checks at least 
coming, exactly. coming down the pike. So. Very much that. This has retooled uh, spinoffs. I mean, <laughs> we we have retooled everybody's future with this. Even Britney's getting checks out of this. Right. I actually really enjoy Jax and Britney react or whatever. You're watching it. I am. It's worth it? Yes. And I'm shocked. (laughs) Nobody's more shocked than me. Like, you know how I feel about Swamp Queen. But (laughs) uh, there's something about it. It's actually very entertaining. I found myself laughing out loud. I know. Ah, I'm stressed out. Troy, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, um, this summer I'm going to be DJing at a festival <laughs> for the first time. I'm so excited. And I just want to have a beach party and tell everybody. Um, you can find me on the internet at Troy Jean Spears. And I host a podcast called Beyond the Blinds. And you can find it by just searching Beyond the Blinds on everything um we do two episodes a week one of them is a free episode and then the one that we believe will get us murdered or put away (laughs) is behind a patreon and you can listen to that at patreon.com slash beyond the blinds yes thank you so much troy this was a delight as usual you're so welcome i love you so much thank you for letting me uh ramble for hours love you we're gonna have to get drinks next week i'm gonna I'll, i'll hit you up 1000%. 1000%. Let's get like, like, let's like, get like day drunk. Yes. <laughs> right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.